This is Movies on TV Podcast Industry, and we're here with our spoiler-filled discussion of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Welcome back, fellow defenders and cumber butchers and cumber bitches as well. Yes, this is movies on TV podcast industries, and we are here with our spoiler-filled discussion of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Incidentally, this is the 666th episode of TV Podcast Industries. Yes, it is branded with the mark of the devil, Mm -hmm. 666. Uh, I am one of your angelic hosts, John. I am one of your other hosts, Derek. And rounding out this trio of Illuminati podcasters, I am Chris. Excellent, excellent. You say incidentally it's the 666th coincidentally it's the 666th episode we have hundreds of podcasts that we've uh, that we've covered and it just happened to align quite well with the multiverse of madness to have the number of the beast as our episode number okay english teacher <laughs> i was gonna say both literally and figuratively there you go this is the 666 <laughs> just to really start to screw with the grabber people I know. Yes, grammar police, be warned. It will be riddled with grammatical pronunciation mistakes all the way through uh, this podcast. But welcome, fellow defenders, fellow strangers, I guess, uh, maybe, I like that. Um, yeah. to the podcast talking all about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It is a spoiler-filled discussion of the movie as well. Yeah. But we will be giving just a short, non-spoilery thoughts on the movie uh, to begin with. So if you haven't watched this movie yet, then you can at least listen to this little section of the podcast before going to watch the movie and coming back and listening to our multiversal tones Mm -hmm. um, on... Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes, absolutely. We are uh, MCU fans overall. We've uh, said it many times before. But if you're new here, uh, John is our resident Doctor Strange fan. Absolutely loves the comic books and has read uh, almost every iteration of Doctor Strange so far. So he is our center leader of our Summer of Strange as this started many, many years ago uh, when we did our first Doctor Strange podcast. Uh, Before we go into the podcast, I just want to give a quick shout out to Natalie who sent us an email. Uh, Natalie used to listen to us when we were doing Gotham TV podcast and she catches up on occasional movie podcasts. So she's going to be listening to this in a few months time when it comes on to streaming. I just wanted to say hi, Natalie. Thanks so much for it was lovely to hear from you uh, after a couple of years uh, where you've been behind us on, on podcasting so but she has caught up she's a huge fan of dr strange and caught up on all the other uh, dr strange podcasts so hi natalie excellent stuff natalie welcome aboard the strange express mm-hmm. to that sounds like a train that you really don't want to go <laughs> no, on <laughs> it sounds like a weird boat cruise it i does. guess <laughs> But- oh, no, no, not even a boat cruise. It's one of like those ferry cruises where you're the ones that are getting COVID all the time now. It's just like, you went on a ferry cruise, you got COVID. Well, what did you expect? There you go. That's the Strange Express. But um, let me ask the question, guys. Hmm. Uh, Derek, uh, what was your non-spoilery thoughts on the movie 
the multiverse of madness very quickly because we're going to be going into full full detail of uh, of our thoughts on on uh, the movie itself but very quickly i really really enjoyed this movie as soon as i accepted what it is it's a doctor it's doctor strange 2 and that's exactly what I was hoping for when I went to the cinema. Myself and John had a quick chat before we went in. And I got really concerned having seen all the trailers for it and all the promotion material for it. And No Way Home, let's let's put it out there. Doctor Strange and No Way Home is a completely different character than we'd seen in most of the other movies. And I kind of got this feeling we were going to get a movie that was much more about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, much more connected to everything else that was going on in Marvel than a Doctor Strange movie. But this feels like a really good sequel to Scott Derrickson's Doctor Strange number one, the first uh, the first Doctor Strange solo movie. So I was absolutely delighted by this. Loads of surprises, loads of twists and turns, fantastic visuals. Really, really enjoyed this. This was uh, this was great for me. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff, Chris. Non spoilery, please. Non spoilery. Um, I enjoyed this. Um, I'm not massively high on it because I think I need a second viewing, maybe a third. This is a Sam Raimi Sam Raimi film. This is a really it combines some of his earlier superhero, but a bit more of his horror aspects. Um, and I think it is a Doctor Strange film, which had a load of uh, for both good and bad. And we get into some of the, the reasons for that. It takes itself into its own little microcosm where it has left then these threads that you're like, okay, well, that just doesn't fully, okay, well, what about this? And now it's a comic book movie. So you're like, oh, great. It, it, it can survive like a lot of these. They should be able to survive both on their own, but also in the wider MCU. And I think parts of that for good and bad is true with this film. So overall enjoyed it. I think, to get a final where I kind of land on it, I see it kind of second or third time. But I think it is very much a PG-13 horror, um, a Sam Raimi film. Excellent, excellent. And how about our resident Doctor Strange fan? I'm not going to call you a stranger, John, because you're a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so fellow Defender and Doctor Strange uh, fan, what did you think of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Like I, I'm, you know, first and foremost, I'm, I'm just really hyped that I've got my comic character back in a movie, and mm-hmm. in that sense, I was really, really pleased. It was a Doctor Strange film because I actually thought this was going to be, um, a wider MCU movie yeah. about the multiverse, um, that was going to be teeing tons of things up, uh, lots of cameos. And that actually Doctor Strange was just going to kind of get slightly lost or just be that sort of um, focal point um, in in the movies in the same way that Iron Man has become. And I think that Doctor Strange needed his own second movie. And I mm-hmm. think we get that here. In fact, I'm more kind of wondering why it doesn't necessarily connect as much as I thought it was going to to what potentially might be phase four um with the exception that it it you know it does set up a big concept here mm-hmm. um in, in the movie which we'll get to later i think i definitely need to see it a second time as well 
in the sense that this is a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. This is a bombardment of the senses and you'll either enjoy it or you probably might feel a little uncomfortable with just the pace of this movie. Mm-hmm. It is throwing lots of things at you with really very little time to breathe in between in a lot of cases. Having said that, it has some really good, quieter, intimate pieces as well. So I really, really enjoyed this movie. I definitely need to see it again oh, for you sure. Will and you will I will be seeing it a third, fourth, fifth, probably, you know, six, six, sixth uh, time as well. <laughs> but um, I, I thought this was really good and it felt like Doctor Strange in terms of that serious surgeon um, mm. who's a bit arrogant, was back. And I think that is this character in, mm. in some respects. Mm. What we saw in No Way Home, whilst really good, um, felt flippant in a way that was irresponsible. Mm. And he isn't that, yeah, uh, for sure. As you'd seen in... Infinity War and Endgame with the choices yeah. he had to make. So mm-hmm. I, I thought this was um, really, really good. My final non-spoilery thing is America Chavez is fantastic and I can't wait uh, to see her become more sorcery as well. Mm. Yes. Yeah. The one thing I'll add is now that we've got our non-spoilery discussion points, kind of our thoughts out there... Um, 45 to 60 days it'll be on Disney Plus around the world and it's going to be enough that you're going to want to watch this multiple times and it's going to, it's going to be good. Yeah, my my final spoiler filled thought on this myself and John want to see this in uh IMAX 3D. I think this is the first IMAX 3D movie I've seen in a number of years yeah. and it was well worth it for the experience. Uh, see this on the biggest screen you possibly can if you get IMAX and if you're okay with 3D. I know a lot of people don't like 3D, but uh if you're okay with 3D this is magnificent on the big screen, so uh, so try and get to see that version of it if you can. Yeah, what because that, as Chris said, if it's only going to be forty five days before it comes on TV, uh, watch it on the biggest screen you can. Yeah. while you have the chance. Like I, I certainly would also like to see it on IMAX two D as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, um, because it was of, good. I, I think with the three D, yes, it was phenomenally good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't seen a three D movie in such a long time, and I think I was going slightly cross eyed. Um, <laughs> and as well, it. It's what I remember from 3D movies were like, you know, Benedict Wong looks really, really young here. Like he's changed and Mm. gone through significant amount of cosmetic or actual non-cosmetic surgery. And I'm just wondering, is that the... The projection for the 3D. because yeah, I, I saw it in 2D and he, he, he looks like Benedict Wong as per usual. Well, he looked very different than yeah. he did in Shang-Chi and in, uh, in No Way Home. He looked a lot younger. Um, we, were, wow. we were giving him lots of compliments for, yes, uh, we for his regimen uh, during his time off during COVID. But um, let's get into our discussion exactly. about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes, Derek... What are some of the production details here? Well, as Chris already mentioned, the movie was directed by Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi is probably most well-known for comic book fans as the director of Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. Um, For other fans, he has done some of the best horror 
and comedy movies or horror comedy movies uh, over the years. Drag Me to Hell stands out and his Evil Dead series, along with the follow up uh, Ash versus Evil Dead, the TV show, which was uh, executive producer on and directed lots of episodes of. Uh, well, well worth checking out if you're a horror fan. And if you haven't uh, checked them out, they're, uh, they're fantastic. So uh, Remy's sensibilities and sense of humor are all over his projects. He's very, mm-hmm. uh, he's very close to them. And I think that's one of the things that stands out within this Doctor Strange movie as well. Uh, the movie was written by Michael Waldron. We know Michael Waldron very well. He was the head writer on Loki, and he is tapped for a new Star Wars movie in the future. Interesting. So getting lots of work. Yeah. I think it's the tar- Star Wars movie uh, headed up by Kevin Feige uh, when he's coming over to do his work on Star Wars. He's uh, tapped Michael Waldron to wa- to write that project. Uh, as with most Marvel projects, this is there is a huge team uh, in the background writing these movies, so uh, Michael Wald- Waldron is considered the head writer uh, for this movie as well. And I think Michael is also coming back for Loki season two. He, I don't think he is actually. I think he just made his announcement last week on the press tour that he's not oh. coming back for season two of Loki. Um, but I, but I have, I'd have to clarify that. All I saw was uh, writer for Loki not coming back next season. So I think it was Michael Waldron that has is moving on. Um, <laughs> it's the other Waldron, not Michael. It's it's Mikhail Waldron. It's his variant. That's it for the non-spoiler part of the podcast. If you haven't seen the movie yet, go see it. And then come back to us. John, do you want to kick us into our spoiler-filled discussion with your spoiler-filled synopsis for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Sure. Uh, Warning, fellow defenders, this is long and has a lot of different strangers in it, uh, for sure. Yeah. Much like the film. Chased by a demon in the space between universes while searching for the Book of Vishanti, America Chavez has a power that the demon wants. Both Chavez and Defender Strange are unable to escape. With Chavez captured by the demon and with Strange injured and weakened, she will die if her power is extracted from her by the demon. Seeing no alternative, Defender Strange's only option is to take the power himself, killing Chavez. But Strange is killed and Chavez accidentally creates a portal with her power that transports her and Strange's corpse to Earth-616, where Dr. Stephen Strange and the Sorcerer Supreme Wong rescue Chavez from a rune-studded octopus demon. Recognising the runes on the demon, Strange consults Wanda Maximoff for help, but he realises that she is responsible for the attacks. After acquiring the Darkhold and becoming the Scarlet Witch, Wanda believes that controlling Chavez's power will allow her to reunite with her children Billy and Tommy, taken from another universe after she lost them in Westview. Strange refuses to surrender Chavez to Wanda, and she unleashes the Scarlet Witch against Camotage, killing many sorcerers. As she hunts Chavez in the ruins of Camotage, Chavez, with no control of her power, once again accidentally transports herself and Strange to Earth 838. Wanda uses the Darkhold to pursue Strange and Chavez by dreamwalking. She takes control of her Earth-838 counterparts but is thwarted by a surviving sorceress in Camotage, who sacrifices herself to destroy the Darkhold and break the Dreamwalk. Enraged, Maximoff forces Wong to lead her to Mount Wondergore, a forbidden ancient ruin, to re-establish the Dreamwalk. While searching for help and trying to stop the Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange realises his counterparts in other universes have taken many different trajectories, but in each one he realises that his feelings for Christine Palmer have been the same. As Stephen, America and Christine escape Earth-838, their hope to retrieve the Book of Ashanti is crushed as Wanda destroys it. 
She takes over Chavez's mind, using her powers to send the others to an incursion-destroyed universe. Back in Earth-616, at Mount Wondergore, Maximoff begins the spell to take Chavez's power. In the incursion-destroyed universe, Strange uses its dark hole to dreamwalk in the corpse of the deceased Defender Strange back on Earth-616. With Wong's help, Strange saves Chavez from Wanda, encouraging her to use her abilities. Chavez transports Wanda back to Earth-838, where she sees Billy and Tommy recoil from her in fear while crying for their real mother. Wanda relents and uses her powers to bring down Mount Wondergore, destroying all copies of the Dark Cold throughout the multiverse and apparently sacrificing herself in the process. With the threat of the Scarlet Witch gone, Chavez begins training at Camotage, and Doctor Strange's use of the Dark Cold has unintended consequences. In a mid-credit scene, Doctor Strange is approached by a sorceress who warns him that his actions have triggered an incursion that he must help fix. Strange follows her into the Dark Dimension. Oh, that was pretty exciting, wasn't it? That was very, very <laughs> awesome, um, that final mid-credit yes. scene, actually. Yes. As soon as I saw the purple, I was uh, very, very happy. Um, so I think Christine may be getting a competitor mm, for uh, Doctor Strange's mm. affections, <laughs> dare we say it. Yes, excellent. We will talk about that as we get through our, uh, our points and notes uh, throughout this episode, I think. Yes. Um, in terms of our top five points for the movie, we'll be taking a slightly different slant uh, and we instead of using our usual top five points uh, we're going to take it incursion by incursion <laughs> our top five incursions yes uh, of course bringing one of the the two concepts uh, that were introduced in the movie here the incursion mm. along with dreamwalking as well yes i think that nightmare doctor strange movie might be getting closer I think it might be, yes. Dreamwalking is definitely an indication that uh, one of Doctor Strange's biggest villains, Nightmare, may be coming in the future. I know Scott Derrickson originally wanted Nightmare in this film. That was that was his original concept for Doctor Strange 2. But uh, plans changed. Things moved around quite a lot uh, within the MCU. Uh, and now we have the Multiverse of Madness instead. Yes, although I did notice Scott Derrickson still retains an executive producer mm -hmm. uh, credit here on the movie. So. Understandable. He did work uh, quite heavily on the yes. uh, creation of Doctor Strange 1 and, and the uh, the concepts and all the characters that were involved in that were all, uh, all from, uh, from his original vision. But... As you say, John, let's get into incursion number one. Let's start out with the new character that's uh, that's on the scene here, the arrival of America Chavez, which is the whole opening sequence. This is being introduced to a new universe, a new Doctor Strange that we haven't seen before. Oh, I guess there's some universes where Doctor Strange has got a ponytail. I know, it's a shame, really is. He's one of those, like, you don't want that. Don't be that strange. It could have don't been be a top knot. Uh -huh. It could have been a top knot. Yes, yes, yeah. that, would have been, that would have been the only thing works. But I have to say, I love when uh, our Doctor Strange, let's call him in 616, I love how uh, Benedict Cumberbatch delivers that line of, uh, of uh, I guess, in some universes, he has a ponytail. Uh, great stuff. Uh, this is a different Doctor Strange than we've seen before. Um, we had talked many times uh, over the course of all of the TV shows that uh, that were on uh, on Disney+, Plus and all the trailers that were coming up, all the shows that you may need to watch. The trailers for Doctor Strange seem to indicate that we'd be seeing loads of characters from What If, loads of characters from uh, from Loki or, or from other shows that were on TV. Uh, interestingly... 
all of those proven wrong. We don't have any Marvel zombies in here in the in, in the connection to what if. We yeah. don't have a connection to the uh, evil Doctor Strange, I guess, or the Sorcerer Supreme Doctor Strange that we had in, in what if either. Uh, this is another brand new Doctor Strange, the Defender Doctor Strange that we see here in the, in this first Earth uh, with America Chavez as his companion. Ward. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it, it feels like by the time we get to the end of this movie, actually seeing this at the beginning seems as though America Chavez has been on that journey mm. numerous times already mm-hmm. um, with with a Doctor Strange. And she even says, you know, mostly they, they try and take her power as well, like we see here. So... It's it's really interesting um, that mm-hmm. you get that moment where you see he's trying to save her, and in that moment there is, I can't do anything more. I'm going to have to take the power that you possess in order to prevent the demon from getting it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and that is a little bit of a jar for me because with Doctor Strange, certainly from no way home that connection with spider-man like he's actually very open you know in the comics you have zelma as well and um like his companion almost who then becomes a librarian at uh dr strange's bleaker residence you Mm -hmm. know so this was kind of a bit of a jar for me uh, as they try and get to the book of vishanti in order to counteract um, well, we, we don't know that. We just think the demon at this moment, but ultimately this moment is, um, to some extent replicated later on as him, America Chavez and Christine Palmer escape Earth 838. Right. So I really like this because I, I, I like the notion that Doctor mm. Strange, um, being clinical and fairly objective or or detached i I guess some people would call it ultimately looks to sacrifice chavez chavez says all the strangers that she's encountered have also looked to do do the same Mm -hmm. and yet um and there's this hanging over our 616 doctor strange as to whether he may go down that path certainly when you consider um scarlet witch and given what we know of him and his relationship with Peter Parker and and, and Spider Man and just that general thing, I, I I it was also a jar to me. Yeah, but I, I enjoyed the opening. It certainly took off, um, you know, the whole thing without any kind of sort of nice sort of relaxed entry into it. It was full pelt right from the get go. Yeah, and giving tons and tons of exposition, tons and tons of, of concepts that we have here. You know, if, if you didn't watch uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., if you didn't watch that TV show, you have no idea what the Darkhold is, really. Yeah. It was introduced towards the end of WandaVision, just as a, as a, as a, another book, which explained who, um, who the Scarlet Witch is. It, it gave details of who that was. We saw Wanda reading the Darkhold at the end of WandaVision. So we have some kind of concepts of it, but this movie sets all that up and sets up its antithesis as well. This book that gives you the power to 
cancel the effects of yeah. the Darkhold. So, um, so those concepts that are going on in this big battle, in this massive scene where we introduce America Chavez, don't really know what her powers are right now, but we know that this demon's coming to get them and Doctor Strange is willing to sacrifice her for it. Uh, yeah, big, big stuff going on here. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed, like, and I think the, the core thing here is that it starts the film off at a full sprint nearly mm-hmm. um, and introduces it's like, okay, here's the book of Shanti. Okay, they're jumping through here. Okay, you got a kid. You got Doctor Strange. Oh my God, that's an evil Doctor Strange. Is he evil? No, no, he's just clinical. Like, you've got. It, and then you just get that jolt awake mm-hmm. of our Doctor Strange, the 616 Doctor Strange, which still sounds weird. The reason I say this sounds weird for any of our listeners, defenders, originally Earth 616 is the comic book Marvel um, uh, kind of designation. The actual, uh, I think, originally the MCU was like, it was another number completely kind of, it was... It was like there was ones, eights, and fives in there. Um, again, I don't know it a hundred percent, but it was just it was a different one. What they are saying here now is that the Marvel six one six is whatever the main universe is. In this case, both comics and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, do you get this? You get this jump start. You get this introduction of these characters. You get then a pause. I want to say they started. They started a discussion of a depressed Doctor Strange, or a Doctor Strange who is battling his own demons, like a Doctor Strange who doesn't believe he deserves to be loved or love type of thing. Where you, you we get this, the, the we get um, the wedding scene, and we get that apology aspect, and we get the very cutting. <laughs> Some very cutting remarks by Christine Palmer. And that all sets up this, like, with America Chavez, the, like, the, the, the Defender Strange, then jumping into this dream and then jump, sorry, jumping out of this dream and coming to this overall just Doctor Strange who is battling these discussion thoughts of does he deserve to be loved? Is he happy? And then the, the meeting of our Strange and America Chavez. I, I really enjoyed it. It was this, we start off at a full sprint and then they just bring us, they, they do slow the brakes down to kind of give you this time to just kind of go, and here's our Doctor Strange. Okay, here's what's happening. And then ramp back up for this great action scene again where we get Gigantos, I think they call it in the, but it's Shumagorath. We, we all know it's Shumagorath, but it was Gigantos. Um, as I call it on the toys and the, the reintroduction of America Chavez and this kind of, we call it the, like, I don't want to call it a second incursion because it's not really that point yet, but it's that second beat. Yeah. It's not an incursion. Definitely. <laughs> They're very different things. Um, absolutely. But again, I love that we have come back to the basics with the Doctor Strange character and what's going on in his relationship with Christine Palmer. Yeah. That was so fundamental to the first movie. Um, and from that point onwards, because the movie has been delayed over and over again, because they've been trying to introduce more and more characters into the MCU, they had bigger stories to tell with the Infinity War and, and Endgame. Doctor Strange's second film has been one of the longest delayed, um, one of the longest times between first and second movies. So to bring it right back down, 
to bring it back to that center core of this character that he's had to miss out on a lot of his life because he's taken this path going down and becoming the master of the mystic arts, having to make that massive decision. Remember the whole situation arose from Dr. Strange allowing Thanos to do the snap because that was the only way out of everything. And we see that play out in here and we see the whole side of what he's missed out with Christine as well. If you've watched what if, if you watch the episode with Dr. Strange, you, you see a lot of the possibilities and where this actually can, the path that he can go down on with how much he wants to be with Christine Palmer and how much he believes that's the person he's supposed to be. So that's one reason why you might want to watch that episode of, of, of what if is to see how badly it goes for Dr. Strange uh, when he tries to save the life of Christine and tries to save her and keep her with him uh, for the rest of his life. That's uh, that's probably the best uh, explanation I could give for that episode. Um, but I love that it's brought back down to those two characters uh, really at the starting point. Definitely. I mean, it's, it's a theme that runs, mm-hmm. as you say, from the first Doctor Strange movie. But it's also that theme that along with the uh, America Chavez's theme. Uh, so for me, this really sets up the two big themes here. It's Doctor Strange's, um, you know, previous actions and past before becoming Doctor Strange were effectively he's blown the chance with Christine. But in his heart and across multiverses, this is the woman that he loves at, at this moment. Mm-hmm. And and I, I guess ultimately pines for you have the you have that the the cracked watch, you know, that's the watch that she had given to him that mm-hmm. he takes to Camotage when he's training uh, to become a sorcerer. And so well, he cracked a camotage when he And he cracks as well. So <laughs> yeah. you know, th- this is the setup of, of what happens mm-hmm. when um you have that fantastic meeting with Christine Palmer from Earth 838. And I really liked how it connected between those. And the other side of it is it's setting up America Chavez's um, theme here. And the other theme of Doctor Strange, which I was kind of alluding to earlier, is his mentorship of Mm -hmm. younger sorcerers, magic wielders, Mm -hmm. or friendly neighborhood spider-man and yeah. um, you know it's that, something that, that donny cates particularly as a writer in the comic books recently has has started to really work with this idea that there's somebody that works with dr strange and while trying to keep them safe on pretty regular occasions dr strange will throw them to the wolves if he if he feels there's a better outcome for the world or the universe of the galaxy or the, the well, multiverse so well, that's kind of where I can definitely see parallels between how they've dealt with America Chavez here. And you mentioned the character of Zelma from the Danny Cates run that you mentioned earlier on. Yeah. The parallels between between those characters, you can really see them stand out. There's obviously some inspiration taken from the Danny Cates run for uh, his relationship with um, this new ward of his almost. Yeah. and But it also, it's, it, it's shorthands really as well in the sense that because of uh, America's... Um, knowledge of other strangers from other multiverses mm-hmm. she's wary of him big time um yeah. it, it's shorthanded to that point where some of his mentors like zelma and um, mm-hmm. from the johnny cates run have become wary and they've become distanced yeah so it sets up that and we'll come back to it on, on one of our other incursions but for me that was it, it sets it up for the the scene 
in Mount Wondergore the uh, at, at the end, the finale. And yeah. I thought that is really nice um, connectivity here yeah. from, from Sam Raimi. And then just more generally, as I said in my non-spoiler, I really, really liked America Chavez in this, this movie. Mm-hmm. I loved her power and the star shape, you know, classic from the comics. Mm. I just loved how that operated. Um, I think mm-hmm. we were chatting as well about whether by the end of the movie, whether it could also just almost act like a sling ring within a universe. It seemed to be yeah, what was happening. <laughs> but ultimately, her power is that she can punch through. And at this moment, she hasn't got that control or doesn't believe she has the control mm. over her power to punch through multiverses. Um, but we hear... But I, I just love the the style that they did, you know, That's bringing cool. the classic star um, yeah. shape to her her bridge between multiverses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really cool. What did you guys think of the um, the action scenes for these for this first few points? So the the bit with Gigantos and obviously the the demon chasing. I thought the demon chasing. I thought that was really good. I, I loved the bandages that were yeah. sort of, and him using that as a, um, you know, like I think he he that's how he injures and, and ultimately kills Doctor Strange or Defender Strange. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that. And of course, you know, these demons are a bit more powered up. We we realize um, because. Certainly with Gigantos, you, you see the runes etched along the tentacles, yeah. which really uh, very cool. And I have to say, with that, um, with the um, with Gigantos, the one thing I couldn't stop looking at, dare I say it, was his eye. Yeah. I mean, it looked like he was frowning with his one eye. I mm-hmm. just couldn't kind of, like he was just so, so annoyed that he couldn't get one of his tentacles onto um, Chavez. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I I was kind of fascinated. It felt like they really, you know, in many respects it looked, you know, very good CGI, but the eye looks really expressive. And then to have it sort of, um, you know, cocktail olive plucked uh, from his eye with yeah. with um, with a, a street lamp. That was, <laughs> was, that, was uh, that was probably the first moment of horror where I realized what kind of movie we were going to be getting <laughs> yeah. when we saw that that plucking of the eye. Quite interesting, the, com- the comparative really between Gigantos here in the Marvel Universe and Starro over in uh, over in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad uh, quite recently to big villains at the start of the movie, yeah, or two, two big villains in the movie with, one, with only one eye. And I do think you're right, I actually like uh, Gigantos a bit better because he looks really angry. <laughs> this movie. Yeah, he, he Love really the fight, did. really good fun. And uh, I also loved seeing Doctor Strange run out of a wedding in his wedding suit and going and turning into his uh, his master of the mystic arts persona with his cloak throwing on out throwing on top of him and his suit changing into his robes. I thought that was really cool because we don't get to see that very often with Doctor Strange. He's uh, he tends to be robed up and, and ready to go. This was yeah. kind of cool seeing that uh, seeing that entry scene. Really enjoyed it. Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I was quite happy with how they they've kept the cloak of levitation as a separate character yeah. mm-hmm. still so i so i was quite uh, fearful that like some of the aspects of doctor strange one would be kind of uh kind of forgotten for the this multiversal 
threat for this next point. Um, and it, it was great to see that they've kept some of the more core aspects there. Exactly. That, yeah. we, that has grown outside of Doctor Strange 1, where the cloak levitation has developed even more of a personality across some of the, um, the, the Avengers films and the, the Doctor Strange in the What If universe. Uh, I.e. from the Disney Plus shows, and finally, uh, in No Way Home. Exactly, exactly, um, yeah. Great yeah. to see the characterization of that, and great as we get to the end of our first uh, incursion, great to see the arrival of America Chavez. Uh, Zouchi Gomez is just so good in this role, really yeah. enjoy seeing her yeah. on screen. I hope we see this character loads more in the future. She was uh, really Yeah, me too, me too. Stuff. Really good introduction to the character. I mean, I got a few comics to, to read, uh, and I, I have to say, I probably prefer the the on screen uh, version that was okay. was given us um, compared to the comic character. Mm. But I think that might just be me showing my age. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The character's been around for about ten years, so lots yeah. of uh, lots of stories to explore, though. At Definitely. Least. Yes. Let us get into incursion number two. Um, get your magical shields ready, because Wanda plus the Darkhold equals. The Scarlet Witch. Mm, yes. yes. Yeah, proper payoff, uh, as we as we said earlier on, for the storyline throughout WandaVision. Uh, the story yeah. that um, the Darkhold is found, Wanda wants to use it to get her children back, and has now yeah. turned into the Scarlet Witch. I have to say I loved that we got this scene in the orchard, which we'd seen in the trailer, this scene in the orchard where Doctor Strange comes asking Wanda for help. But underneath it all the whole orchard is burning, everything's on fire, and the Scarlet Witch is actually the person that he's speaking to, and she's just covering it all up with this sheen of, it's Wanda Maximoff, your old friend from the Avengers kind of thing. I thought that was really cool to just peel back that layer and see that she's effectively doing the same thing that she'd done back in WandaVision. She created this lie to cover over what's really there as Doctor Strange comes in. I thought that was a great use of something that we'd seen in WandaVision. Yeah. And even if you haven't seen WandaVision, you can get the idea, right? Yeah, I absolutely love this because of the reveal, like the 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 point where she calls out, "Well, take America here," or uh, "How do you want me?" To, where she basically reveals the the slip of the tongue, and it was I heard echoing across my cinema. Everyone go, oh oh oh, oh. like literally, you could see the realization hit the audience. And it was like almost like a Mexican wave. Was that just from the back row, Chris? That you heard it, that it noise? Was, no, no, that was from the front and to the back. It was okay. literally and side to side. <laughs> I really enjoy it because it, it it was a it was an aha moment, and you not you don't expect it that early. And also, there were rumors that. The Wanda was going to be the big villain on in a lot of this, and I never saw that coming. Like I didn't believe that they would show the level of grieving and the the, the they would humanize the character so much in one division, and then to have her essentially be the Scarlet Witch and the big bad. She is the big bad for this whole thing, and I was like. Oh, maybe it's like, it's not actually our Wanda, it's Wanda from another multiverse, and our Wanda is like tied up in a basement, or X, or Y, or Z, and all of these bits. And I was like, as 
it became more apparent, I was really shocked where they essentially did what the comic books did to one Scarlet Witch, where they made her a villain. That's it. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, it's interesting because I, I really enjoyed this as well. And it, it's, as you say, it's straight from the comics in that sense. And mm. certainly like around House of M and, and, and so on. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I was kind of wondering, have they taken it too, too far? I, I just wondered uh, around that. And I had to just think about that final episode of Wanda. Yes, it's all sorted, but they ultimately, you know, she sacrifices everything and you have that moment of release that she does in Westview mm-hmm. and the end credit of WandaVision is her alone mm-hmm. stewing in mm-hmm. that grief effectively with this ultimate power that is the dark hold. Yes. And so I could absolutely see that this is how she could become because I mean she was unhinged and unreasonable in in every way. Although she was saying, uh, like when she comes to Camotage, you know, I'll give you this, uh, I'll give you this time, and and in that time you have to hand over uh, America Chavez. That's me being reasonable mm-hmm. as Wanda, you know. So I like that there was that glimpse still of her knowing about Stephen Strange and where she came from still. But ultimately, she's been consumed by her grief on her own, looking for ways to get her her boys back. But it's so unreasonable what she's expecting to do with this mm. in terms of stealing someone, another multiverse's wonders children that are actually real. Because you could argue she actually she invented them (laughs) in westview Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they were created from her power um, um, creating that reality and but for her she had that connection i mean again it's another really interesting look at the reality and what is someone's reality yes that seems absolutely Mm. bonkers to us looking at wanda and that she would do that. But for her, she had to let go of everything. And she's ultimately the MCU's most tragic character. Absolutely. Now. I don't want to underplay, you know, a couple of the things that are there. You know, it's not just that she let things go. She blew a hole in her husband's head. She yeah. she killed Vision. Yeah. That's how that's what kicked it off. Then she created this town to try, exactly, for for nothing at all, got nothing out of it at all. He was brought back to life, uh, stone taken out of his head, and then he was killed anyway. Um, Yeah. She created Westview to have this perfect life because of her grief. But she did deal with that by the end, realized the issue, and walked away from it. What's happened here, and this is the one thing I definitely don't want to play, and I've seen it quite a lot in some of the reviews that are coming out. Wanda's not a grieving mother. Wanda's not a woman that wants to have her children back. Wanda's a woman who wants to have her children back and has found a way to do it, which is the Darkhold. And the Darkhold has 
literally taken hold of her, yeah. amped up her abilities, her. and completely, exactly, completely corrupted her sense of self. So this is the only thing that she wants to do, the mm. only thing she wants, and she will do anything to get it. So I've heard a lot of people go, oh, she's just the standard grieving mother who wants her kids back. No, she's that, but amped up to a billion because this most powerful of demonic books is exacting its toll on her the whole way through this and we see that a few times mentioned if you use the dark hold it will always extract something from you what's happening with wanda is her grief was so much that it's taking a bigger toll on her than it would have otherwise so yeah, uh, yeah. and we see it we see it with the dark doctor strange yeah. as well so it, it's not just that it's wanda that is corrupted mm -hmm. and effectively degraded by the dark hole exactly you know as yeah. um the dark doctor strange says he says it exacts a heavy price yeah. um so yeah i know absolutely i totally agree with that yeah. um yeah. this is something that has just eaten her mm -hmm. um yeah. from its demonic power yeah yeah that's kind of the, the fun part of the dark hole you have the antithesis that is the book of ashanti which gives you whatever you need in that situation to solve your problem. Then you have the the book of the damned, which is the the dark hold, which is like a a a literal book of the most evil spells ever chiseled into a wall and then transcribed into a book. Um, and not and just any uh, wall, Chris. The home of the Scarlet Witch. Uh, wonderful. Yes, so, um, and, and they read, they only mentioned Cathal once. Which mm. is interesting, <laughs> um, but you may have to so explain I, that for uh, for our listeners, Chris. Sorry. So the uh, Cathan is the, um, the 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 creator of the Darkhold in the comic books. He is the one who chooses the Scarlet Witch to be his vessel, his vassal, as well as avatar on Earth. Um, he um, basically he is connected to Mount Wondergore. In the comic books, Mount Wondergore being a place in the comic books where theoretically Pietro and uh, the Scarlet Witch were born and raised by their mother, a witch, um, and uh, but then also there there was a, there's some high evolutionary thing. It's some very comic booky things happening, going too far. But essentially, Mount Wondergore is essentially almost like the Mount Olympus for. Cathan, who is this elder god of big bad, like he's just one of the, the 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 he he's not Mephisto level big bad, but he is on par. There is our other M word uh, mentioned yes. for the episode, <laughs> so hey, probably got it in there once. Mephisto again. Anything else about Wanda the Dark Old and Scarlet Witch, other than isn't Elizabeth Olsen incredible once again in this movie? Wow, she yeah. she is just she's really really good. Screen. Yeah, um, I'm so happy. I saw an interview with her the other day um, where she was asked, "Is this the end uh, for Wanda in uh, in the MCU?" Um, and she said, "Well, every single time after my second movie that I've come back, I've just been signing extensions. So if they come to me with another extension to be signed for her other appearance, which I'm sure there will be one, I will be signing it. So uh, so we will probably see another Wanda uh, Maximoff in the future at some point." Yeah. No, and I, I'm hoping so. Uh, one quick bit from me on just on Wanda is the battle on, in Kamaltash. Yeah. Where we get this, well, we get this lovely CGI floaty battle that's cool. It's the use of, um, 
the mirror universe and the very Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi hard bits where we start getting this, the, 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 the twisted version of how you could use the mirrorverse with these spikes and then her using the reflection and almost doing this. I'm assuming a homage to the ring where she comes out of a reflection twisted and gnarled like the, the Japanese horror film and she twists herself over. This is where I, it's more and more and more started going, Oh, this is not your. This is not your, 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 like, your mama's old Doctor Strange. This is starting to become more dark, twisted, as we, we, what we came to expect throughout the rest of this film. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that might have been an homage to, uh, to drag me to hell, but, um, but oh, I, I, I think it is his movie, but, uh, but it was a, it's a Sam Raimi touch, definitely. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Really enjoyed it. I, I definitely loved, um, that whole sequence where Wong and Strange are trying to effectively, trapper in in the mirror universe i mean it it shows that despite all this uh sorcery all this uh all these magic users the scarlet witch it shows how powerful she is that mm. even where other magic users would be trapped by by these different incantations and, and different um tricks that they can do that she's able to understand it and flip it. And mm. I loved then where they were all trying to sort of cover up the reflections uh, in, in the puddles and on the gong. Uh, when she started coming out of the gong, I thought that yeah. was really good. And just like you say, it's part mirror universe. It seems like they've added in a whole range of other uh, universes there to try and and deal yeah. with her, mm. and it doesn't stop her. So I I really um I really enjoyed that, and of course what that sets up, like with Scott Derrickson's one, where the ancient one is showing him the the different realms. But I guess all Doctor Strange movies, you know, have to have this kind of sequence and. I'm so glad that they they did that where they start going through rather than realms this time through different uh, universes yes. in the yeah. multiverse yes. um one of my favorites being where your paint <laughs> I just thought that was excellent really cool yeah really cool that touches in there you don't yeah. want to go there because you can't eat anything apparently mm. says America Chavez well pizza yeah. Certainly not pizza, which may come or may not come in a bowl. Um, yeah. Just depends. This is cool. We got glimpses of like nice Easter eggs, like the Living Tribunal, uh, which was a, for those who have seen Loki, there was a head, multi-headed statue um, in, in the, one of the end episodes of Loki season one. Uh, apparently that's there, but they all, these all looked alive. Nice little Easter eggs, but it was just fun, it was fun to see, as you said, there was also one where they were drawn, hand-drawn, in a very similar style to what could be called um, Into the Spider-Verse styles, uh, which may connect to later on. Potentially. Um, Certainly could. Yeah, no, that was cool as well. Love that. And I love seeing the the dinosaurs as well, that um, you know, connecting it to Savage Land. 
Um, oh, right. cool. Yeah, not Jurassic Park, um, because it was also quite Jurassic Parky. Yes. Uh, really good. Kazar in the Savage yeah. Land, another interesting comic book that always seemed weird uh, when they tried to tie it into the Marvel universe. Yeah, <laughs> but I love that. I love to have the to- those touches in there, and also. I will say this is the point that I thought we were going to focus most on in the movie. So I'm really glad that this is a touch to yeah. move through various multiverses, give us an indication of them. I just had this feeling that we'd be jumping from one named uh, universe to another named universe, meeting the version of Doctor Strange there, meeting the version of America Chavez there, meeting the version of Christine Palmer or Baron Mordo or whoever we were going to meet in every single universe. I thought they were just going to spread it out and have... 10 actors playing hundreds of characters and hundreds of different versions. So I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad it was a, a ride through to give you a feeling. And then they spent some time in some uh, individual universe. I thought that was a, that was a really good idea. Yeah. Well, and interestingly, this America Chavez is unique that she Absolutely. is the only one of her kind mm-hmm. um, across the multiverse and must she be. doesn't dream. Yeah, and she doesn't dream. Yes, yeah, linking to um, that was a really nice concept, actually. Mm-hmm. That um, with Doctor Strange realizing, so our dreams are what what happens in other mm-hmm. universes. Universe. I thought that was a really interesting yeah. touch because I think if you connected that to the dream realm with Nightmare. Mm-hmm. It could get really messy. Yeah. Yes, and that's the actual reason why America Chavez knows she's the unique one in the multiverse because she doesn't dream at all. So she knows that she has no other alternates. There's nobody else in the universe like her, which is cool, yeah. or in the multiverse like Indeed. her. Indeed. So, very cool. Indeed. Should we go on to the killing fields, should I say, <laughs> to our Incursion 3? Or should I say the Illuminati eliminated? Mm. Yes, yes. The, uh, the It sounds as though they've just been eliminated from a quiz show rather than killed, I guess. Mm. But, yes, indeed. I was kind of going a little Doctor Who-y. Um, like, you know, in the elimination, it's kind of similar to extermination, you know. So, okay. Uh, so maybe maybe Illuminati extermination. How about that? Uh, yeah, in the universe that we probably spend most time in outside of our, our regular universe that we've seen so often, we're in, uh, in Earth 838. Uh, we finally meet uh, Baron Mordo. Um, the one presence that's been missing from the Doctor Strange movie so far. Um, He was expected to be the massive villain, the massive human Mm -hmm. villain going into Doctor Strange 2 with Nightmare being the, uh, I'd say, spirit villain uh, going in here. But um, I love that because we've gone through these multiverses, you kind of think, oh, maybe this Baron Mordo is a friend of uh, of Stephen Strange's. Maybe that's why he's going to be really friendly with him. But no, he is the same kind of Mordo that we've seen before, a jealous uh, SOB that wants the position of, uh, of Sorcerer Supreme from Stephen Strange under any circumstances, um, as we find out later. But he's also a member of uh, the group the Illuminati, one of the uh, one of the lead members of the Illuminati. So we get revealed here um, probably the biggest cameo. This was the one that everybody was telling you. Uh, you had to go to the cinema to watch this really quickly or else the Illuminati will be spoiled for you because they are filled with cameos here in this uh, in this scene. Will we talk them through? Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. So starting out, probably the biggest fan casting uh, for years, whether he's right for the part or not, John, Sk- John Krasinski is in the role of uh, Reed Richards here. Um, interesting, they've, they've chosen a Reed Richards who's a lot older than most of the MCU characters start out with. We see him as a father. Um, it's mentioned that he that he's married and has kids in here, which are big, big characters from the comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, really interesting to see that he is in the lead position of the Illuminati, does most of the talking at, the, at least. Um, so very similar to 
the Illuminati version of uh, of, of Reed Richards in the comics, which was cool. Uh, really liked him in there. Uh, who's next up? Well, obviously, Baron Mordo uh, is in there. We have a different version of Captain Marvel. We have Maria Rambo as Captain Marvel, yeah. still yeah. wearing the original uh, colored Cree outfit that Captain Marvel wore. So she's in in those colors. Never changed them over to the blue red uh, gold uh, colors that uh, that Captain Marvel used, which was I thought was a nice a nice touch there. Definitely. Uh, yep. We do get uh, Peggy Carter as Captain Carter, mm-hmm. um, which is this ver- this universe's version of Captain America, but no- not what we thought was going to be the Captain Carter from the, the What If universe. This is a different, this universe's Captain America, Captain Carter. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. and we, but we do get a nice, uh, a nice joke from her about uh, Steve Rogers as your Captain America. <laughs> How would that even work? Uh, and she does say the infamous uh, "I could do this all day" oh, line. So uh, yeah, great, great to get Ellie Atwell back in there. Definitely, and of course there was, um, there was Black Bolt as well. Anson, yes. Anson Mount finally yes. returning, getting an opportunity that... to redeem himself for the worst MCU TV show. I think we can all, uh, yeah. all, all uh, say that. That was absolutely the biggest surprise. Well, no, the two biggest surprises was that Anson Mount was back and Black Bolt was there. And I actually was just really pleased for him that he got that opportunity. Plus, I loved his death. I thought it was absolutely pitch perfect uh, in terms of having his mouth uh, sealed up and just the sound waves sort of exploding the back of his head really and yeah. it all caving in mm-hmm. i thought that was just um dare i say it, chef's kiss yeah loved seeing um john krasinski as reed richards i'm not as such a reed richards fan but it just smacked to me um and i wonder if this is a little bit of a flag of um Matt Fraction's Secret Wars um version of um Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. Uh certainly with the beard and the, the older the older look to him. Yeah. That and was around then, the time of the Illuminati in the comic book, so yeah, that, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And of course there was Patrick Stewart as Professor Charles Xavier mm-hmm. in his uh yellow June buggy or his um Only Fools and Horses Robin Reliance uh <laughs> or in his Yellow submarine shop mobility scooter, hmm. uh, all harking back from the animated show from the 1990s. Absolutely, an iconic uh, version yes. of Charles Xavier wearing the green suit as well uh, yes. that he wore pretty much in every episode of that show. Uh, he did occasionally uh, change, but uh, but yeah, great to see that here. And I'm sure we all noticed this as well. The uh, the uh, animated series theme tune playing as he came oh. out as well. Uh, just because if you've got a theme tune like that in your arsenal, you've got to use it, right? Can I just say, we? I fully expect that when the X-Men are, are introduced to the Marvel, I cannot wait for that theme tune to play over the opening credits titles of the Marvel Studios. You know, the one where we get like in, we get the Captain America theme as it kind of goes through the Marvel Studios and shows them like... But that theme tune, this Danny Elfman's version of this X-Men universe in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's just, oh, it was just 
like just I heard it and, and like it was just like oh this is brilliant yeah I, I, it just really felt like Elfman was just using the sample because it sounded exactly like the animated show I presume of course when this show is uh, is, is continuing the uh, the uh, X Men animated series uh, from 1997 is coming is coming back it's being uh, yeah. animated at the moment so um, lots of new fans are going to be coming on board seeing this version of Charles Xavier as well so it's kind of cool yeah. that is the Illuminati that's the whole gang of them John you've already mentioned uh, the death of Anson Mount um, definitely when Black <laughs> both appeared on screen i was like wow this is awesome i know Anson Mount's very very busy over in the star trek universe he's now captain pike in his brand new uh show so i knew he wouldn't be coming back as black bolt but at least he got one opportunity yeah. to wear a comic book accurate costume and have a moment which was a massive moment we got a real sense of who this character is from this universe's experience with dr strange dr strange Absolutely. in this universe used the dark hole to take care of Thanos. He took the dark hold out, used the power, and took out Thanos um, off on uh, off on the planet where um, where our Doctor Strange, our regular Doctor Strange, made his decision to allow Thanos to snap uh, the universe. So I thought the interesting thing uh, with that as well is just before that execution uh, from the Illuminati, but mm-hmm. delivered through um, Black Bolt. Which I just thought was really good. I was just so pleased for Anson Mount, mm-hmm. given what happened with Inhumans, that you know he also got a, a little bit extra, other than his untimely death, mm-hmm. um, at the hands of, of uh, the Scarlet Witch. But I just thought it was really good. And as they pan in towards where he is effectively executing um, this world's or this universe's Doctor Strange. You do see a dead Thanos mm. as well on uh, mm. on his planet. And I yeah. missed it. I don't know how. I think it's because of the IMAX screen being so big. I was taking in everything that was going on around, and I missed Thanos, uh, a dead Thanos on the screen. <laughs> um, I absolutely love this. Yeah. I, I, I see people crying fan service for Kerensky, for Anson, for Peggy Carter. I, I think this is just, it's brilliant. It's a unique take on the Illuminati. It is also introducing a very important aspect to this cinematic universe, RMCU, on the, the, who these characters are. Because we also need to remember, not everyone's seen the Inhumans. Not everyone's seen Fantastic Four. Not everyone's seen the X Men from the like from the back day. People are aware of it, but like we are a very particular view of people who know every single iteration of these characters in across cinematic history or silver screen or gold screen. So it was good to be reintroduced to these in this way and seeing how their powers are used. And also how their powers are turned against them. And by the Scarlet Witch, how she does basically remove Black Bolt's mouth. How she shreds the rubber man. How she... <laughs> cheese strings. Like, she cheese stringed him, yeah. She, uh, how, how she goes toe to toe with Captain Carter and essentially decapitates Captain Carter in the way we have only seen Captain America be de- decapitated in What If? Uh, or zombie Captain America, I should say. I think he's sliced down the middle, isn't he? I thought, rather than head off. Correct. You are correct, yes. Well, I, I was using shorthand in the term of decapitated being being split in two 
cleaved into versus being our actual head being taken. I really enjoyed the rockets on the back of uh, Captain Carter, actually, and how she was kind of using them to kind of come to a stop or to propel her forward. Yeah. Um, And again, another dark uh, sort of tint from uh, Sam Raimi here with just the shield. A a bit like from... um, uh, the Captain America series, um, the mm-hmm. with the blood of yeah. uh, Captain Carter uh, mm-hmm. running down it as well. So, I, and it's interesting because you're right. It you know there there is fan service here, but it's also the rug is taken immediately oh, yeah. because they're all um, taken out, with the exception of Mordo by um, the Scarlet Witch here, mm. and I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. I, I just thought it was really good. But, uh, but nonetheless, they've introduced these characters. And what we can say is that Wanda looks the same throughout all the different multiverses yeah. that we saw her in. Doctor Strange did. So chances are, you know, Potentially. it's the same here. It's just different trajectories. So... It could be the casting, ultimately, in some respects, for some of the the characters that will be being or more likely to be introduced with the announcement of Fantastic Four. But I'm not saying it is. Yeah, it might not be. It might be totally wrong. So I thought this was really, really good. It introduced the concept of an Illuminati. Exactly. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I really enjoyed this whole section within eight three eight, and it was something different because what other marvel movie would have killed off all those top tier um (laughs) sort of heroes effectively Mm -hmm. um, i suppose the the central concept of the multiverse is infinite possibilities infinite realities um we have got this introduction to the illuminati all played by the actors they're played with in this movie all slaughtered and all killed but i love that every one of them had the opportunity to change the course of what yeah. was happening with Scarlet Witch. Yeah. You had Reed Richards appealing to her on the level that he is a parent as well. He understands what she's going through. He's trying to get across to her. In another universe, that may have worked. In this universe, he's told, well, do they have a mother at home? <laughs> because they're going to need to have at, le- at least somebody taking care of them after you die. Um, we have Black Bolt. We talked about his power already. He He would have been able, if he got one word out, that could have been the end of Scarlet Witch. We know the power of Captain Marvel, we know she almost was able to take out someone as big as Thanos. She has that power. She is that strong, but was taken out here by Scarlet Witch. Um, Captain America, a good shot in there from her. Possibly we would have had Captain Carter taking out Scarlet Witch if she got a good shot in there. She's very tactically, a good tactical ability, you know, every single one of them. And we get a great moment with Patrick Stewart as uh, as Charles Xavier, we spent weeks now covering Patrick Stewart on Picard. Very much his ability is talking people around. That's, that's yes. how they use him in that show is going in to whoever's doing whatever he wants them to not do. And he talks to them and talks them out of it. In here, we have a scene of Charles Xavier doing something similar. In this in this, in this case, going to the mind of Scarlet Witch, yeah. talking to the version of Wanda Maximoff from this universe telling her and trying to get her to safety. I absolutely did not expect Scarlet Witch would be coming up behind him in that awesome red fog and snapping his neck inside yeah. this uh, in, inside this vision. But another 
possibility for another universe of of how this could have been stopped. So I yeah. uh, yeah. love that that's how they played it out. I love the little mind waves coming from uh, Professor Xavier yeah. as mm-hmm. well. Just a really good little uh, nod again to the with the animated series. Yeah. Um, I think also just whilst we're on Earth 838, the mm-hmm. um, two other things... I love, you know, this is where we get the the dream walking happening. And um, I have to say my favorite part of this movie, or one of them, was Wanda dream walking for the first time into Wanda in this, um, in this universe. Um, and how that was portrayed by Sam Raimi mm-hmm. in her house with the lamps. It yeah. felt very... Um, it felt very Sam Raimi esque. Yeah. Uh, I just the creation of those shadows, um, the just the lighting, and how the camera was tilted from above and from below. Mm-hmm. It really that was just a fantastic sequence of really. It really put me on edge. It really unnerved me as to what was happening. You know whether mm-hmm. um, Tommy and Billy could sense this, whether they would hear um, Wanda in this universe as she's getting possessed. Mm. Um, And I just thought this was just so well done. Um, And then the other part is just coming back to the idea of the theme set up with Christine was, you know, where she explains to Doctor Strange here, you know, she's the one that lays out the the different earths um and, and how they characterize the different universes she is the one that doesn't want to go anywhere near him at this moment she's mm-hmm. quite happy to keep her distance and I, I kind of really enjoyed seeing christine palmer in this um new setting oh, as yes. um you know a senior researcher and scientist for uh, at the Baxter building mm-hmm. uh, for Reed Richards. The Baxter Foundation. Sorry, yes, the Baxter Foundation, studying um, the different multiverses. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, I really liked that. And then okay. her coming on board with um, Doctor Strange and uh, America Chavez as they're running from the murderous Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we get to the nexus point where they get to the Book of Ashanti and that, that kind of chase sequence, one huge bit that has been introduced here, and we, we've been using these points, we've been using talking about it for our points, which is incursions. This is an aspect that has been brought in from Jonathan Hickman's new Avengers run all the way up to Secret Wars, um, and one of the biggest potential... And like this could be our big bad. We thought Kang was going to be the overall kind of the the overall phase aspect, but actually this incursion threat is really huge. Uh, it it played uh, as I said, it started in John Hangman Avengers run and ran all the way to where they got rid of all the multiverses and combined everything in into one singular universe and actually a battle world, and it was some of the best storytelling like ever and i absolutely loved it but it starts to show this really 
weird wacky thing where like universes start colliding and we we hear about this later and we see how certain universes have been kind of destroyed and we see one that was destroyed and this is for example this is where the 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 team of the illuminati is formed it comes from this run on the hickman uh comics where you have some of the these brightest names uh, I think in the comic book it was Namor, Black Bolt, Charles Xavier, Captain America, Iron Man, Reed Richards, and the Black Panther. And you could see, well, obviously they made changes for this MCU version as well, just based on who's around. But you had this as well, and you had Doctor Strange on this group. This being a core central tenet being introduced here could have huge dramatic importance for the future of the MCU because just want to state the Russo brothers said they would come back for one storyline. They would come back to direct one set of films and that would be the secret wars, not the original one where Spider-Man finds his black suit costume. No, no, no. This Jonathan Hickman run based secret war, which like you end up getting like a world just entirely made up of doors you get the ultimate universe being put brought in. You get Miles Morales. You get all these. Everyone started becoming into one singular place. Um, so can't overstate the importance of this and this theory really at all. Absolutely. I, I had kind of mentioned that on a previous podcast when we were talking about, um, how multiverse of madness may go about expanding yeah. to different uh, multiverses and actually which this movie hasn't as such done that but it has shown the multiverse yeah um that if they wanted a way to bring it all back down to a single universe again mm-hmm. it is incursion it's secret wars it's that run um yeah. and sort of knowing that there are fantastic fours around now in in the multiverse, it's always a possibility. I would be more than happy if that is where phase four is going, uh, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. that That's my own personal um, kind of thought on that because I adored that run. Um, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. So, yeah, in that run, the the big bad was Doctor Doom, who yeah. presided over this this singular universe. Mm. You could easily just do it with Kang being in, in in that instead of Doctor Doom, and then there you've got it. That's how you you condense the Kang storyline that's going on across multiple places and this incursion storyline, and it still is fantastic. But that's just something, we, and that we'll see how that pans out over the next while. But it does get us to this nexus point where they are being chased, where they they need to get to the Book of Shanti. And we get this, like, old-school horror, like, the good guys running from the the unstoppable force that is literally ripping through doors. Mm -hmm. I didn't think they'd do it, but they, like, I... After the third door, I I thought it was, like, one door too many. Um, Because she's just, like, literally, like, like, ripping them in half, like paper. And I'm like... And she gets to a point where she's shuffling like a Jason or a Freddy or a character from Drag Me to Hell or Evil Dead. Yeah, like, it really felt Evil Dead with the camera following exactly. the three yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, 
down the corridor. Uh, mm-hmm. That was, yeah, that that was a, a special moment in terms of just harking back to the Evil Dead, where the camera goes through the woods to Absolutely. the yeah. to the cabin. Um, so, yeah, that that was pretty cool mm-hmm. uh, as well. I think, yeah. as interestingly, um, with the you know the dark hold is that every universe seems to have its dark hold. Mm-hmm. Yet, with the Book of Vashanti. I might have misinterpreted it, but it felt like America Chavez in that it felt just singular because it was contained in the space between multiverses um, and not within the multiverse, that there was only a single book of Vashanti as well. Now, it it might not be the case, and it's, in some respects, not in that important no i think that i think that is um the case yeah i think that i, th- yeah. I think that's the the door that dr strange in this universe in, the, in 838 has created a door that gets him to the place that's where we found uh defender strange at the beginning with america chavez just about to get their hands on on the book um so it is yeah one book sitting there if that book gets destroyed that's the end of your chances of stopping of using it to stop um yeah. the the dark hold which it does, of course. Yes, yeah. exactly. It does get it does get yeah. fried. Yeah. Well, I think it's because the Book of Ashanti is a a, a sorcerer uh, is a, like a, a magical focal point which grants the, the the reader any wish they want. Almost like it, it's the 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 MacGuffin, if you will. It's just like whatever you need, you're gonna get. Mm. Whereas the Darkhold is just a transcription of exactly dark. About evil spells, yeah, and like kind of witchcraft from the multiple churches or the multiversal churches of Wundagore or wherever Cthulhu had wrote them down. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of incursions, I guess it's time to move on to incursion number four, uh, as we go into an incursion destroyed universe. Here, this is the. What I guess originally people thought it was the House of M potentially, but it is the Sanctum Santorum. Mm-hmm. It's got a another Doctor Strange in here who this time has had the Darkhold itself uh, attached at the hip, and he mm-hmm. he's very much looking like the 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 what if um, Strange Supreme uh, the the after taking on all the the different magic whether it's good or bad it's also to the point of saying it's not just to wonder that this happens exactly Uh, it is to anyone that has long continuous contact or uses it Uh, and we do get the old third eye here as well yes we do yes which is really really good i don't know whether i missed it or whether it wasn't in the movie but like i love the line from the the trailer that is uh with the dark doctor strange saying things just got a little out of hand Mm. and and i don't think we got that here no i don't think it was in the actual scene um but I i think it's because he's going through much more detail of yeah. what it is that happened what how he got to this okay. this point so uh in a trailer really uh economy i suppose of, of oh, the time you yeah. got so uh, that's why the line was in there but i do love the line in the trailer <laughs> yeah so this this doctor strange is credited as uh sinister strange 
Um, and I think it's the, the, the fact that what we learn here is it's not just the, the, the Doctor Strange from the 838 universe who's willing to do bad things, i.e. use the Darkhold to stop the incursion or to stop Thanos. What we see here is this Doctor Strange used the Darkhold to attempt to stop an incursion and ended up causing um, or missing or misfiring and causing the destruction of his Earth. Um, or essentially along those waves, like he used the dark hole that started off the incursion. And that's what we also learned later on from the, um, the, the use in the A3 or sorry, earlier, I should say, from the use of the dark hole in the realm of A38. The use of the dark hole to destroy Thanos kicked off a, 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 a an incursion that then the, they, they were managed to stop through using the Book of Ashanti, but um, this universe's Doctor Strange or Sinister Strange didn't have that option and just kept becoming more and more corrupted by the Darkhold. Yeah, I think the other interesting thing on that is it does link to what the Illuminati were saying about Doctor Strange in their eyes yeah. is the most dangerous person within the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because of what's happened, what can happen. And so, you know, leading to um, them executing him. So yeah. it, it certainly links to that. It's the, um, things, it, it's the things he has access to, the knowledge, yeah. the uh, abilities he has access to, and what he's willing to do with them when he believes he's making the right decision. Exactly. Yeah. That is that is fundamentally the challenge with Doctor Strange and fundamentally what he decides in, in this movie uh, to do slightly differently, I suppose, than, than some yeah. other Doctor Strangers. Um, but I, I love the tonal shift here um, because yeah. 838 was so kind of colourful and bright. Mm-hmm. Um, and here it is just washed out blacks, dark purples, um, you know, blacks and just a dead world um, from the mm-hmm. incursion. And um, I felt like a place Agatha Harkness might feel at home. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Mm. Uh, but I love the use of of candles here. I love the moment where Doctor Strange, having defeated um, the Sinister Strange, um, looks to start to dreamwalk. Then, in mm-hmm. order so that he can go back and save America Chavez, because she has been taken. Uh, at that moment where the Book of Vashanti has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just loved how the, it, they did all the candles coming round into that sort of hex moment, like we saw with Wanda or the Scarlet Witch in Camotage when she was dreamwalking as well. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was really nice uh, imagery, um, and uh, I loved just that, that possession then um i i kind of wondered when they just buried him on top of a building whether um defender strange uh a la ponytail was going to come back but i mm. i really um i really thought that was a great setup and i'm glad that they brought uh him back and then used all the ghouls and the souls of the dead as well um as- as his power, as his cape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was a really nice touch. And that you had Christine defending 
um, Doctor Strange in that moment as well from the souls of the dead that were trying to um, take him uh, whilst he's in the dream state. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was really good. And again, I think that just really set up, again, another connection to her and Doctor Strange exactly, as well. Exactly. There's much, much more impetus in this movie than she had in the previous one, which is important uh, for your second outing. Can I just quickly, before we jump into the, the, the zombie Defender Strange and the, the death and the next steps, can we just very quickly talk about how cool it was the musical battle between the two Stranges? Just actually seeing the musical notes being created and being used as basically magical ammo uh, and how the percussion and how the the strings and then just that final string on a harp just or the pluck on a harp creates the final musical note that kind of allows our strange to uh, essentially win the the battle i was like just it looked fantastic and the notes and the how the music kind of went up and down and how the different percussion elements and how like it literally was and i, I was hoping at one point it would almost like they'd bring in the battle of the banjos like from deliverance like it would have been great like obviously not going to get that silly but it was to that it was a battle a musical battle and i was like okay cool Absolutely. I was totally reminded of Fantasia, the Sorcerer's Apprentice being the, the most famous mu- yes. use of music yeah. in uh, in Disney, that whole concept that's in there. Love that they brought that in uh, to live action here with Doctor Strange. Very, very cool. But let's get back to uh, to the possessed Doctor Strange, uh, the dead Doctor Strange back in our in, in our 616 universe. Uh, really enjoyed this. Um, you kind of mentioned about the the, uh, the cloak effectively being uh, created out of the uh, out of the, um, the, the spirit um loved the voices that were going on as they were talking to uh to strange here they're really cool definitely uh reminders of the necronomicon from uh from yes. evil dead yeah. right here uh hearing all of those voices and, and and just awesome loved it i love that in every universe dr strange has a different type of cloak uh that goes along with him cloak of levitation is his normal one but uh each of the universes that we've seen dr strange in and uh throughout what if we saw that many times as well so uh so this one being a deceased Doctor Strange having a cloak of uh, cloak of spirits was very cool. Yeah, of souls, cloak of souls. Yes, that's that's much cooler, John. I like it a lot. Um, and then I guess we have the Wondercore battle, um, the final battle as uh, as Strange arrives um, to try and save America Chavez with uh, with Wong as well. So uh, so we have the final showdown here uh, between them all. Yeah, being a bit honest, this was a bit deflating for me. Um, in that I was expecting uh, like a couple more minutes of back and forth of of a like literal fight, um, where we didn't get that. It was very a quick resolution based on that part. They they managed to contain her in a ball, not really contain her. Then you get the the damaged strange appealing to. Like it's the, the, the karate kid moment to America Chavez that you had the power in you at all times. I like that. I like the, the resolution. I like how I think I just felt it needed a bit more. I like, I, I just a bit more battle because what I wanted to see was a more like the, the, the dead strange versus the more crazy amped up 
uh, Scarlet Witch, the the Scarlet Witch who is in literally her her prophesized temple as it is behind her. And with, like, I want to see her call on more demons. And I just wanted to see it amped up a bit further. What we got was still good. And it made sense for the film that was being told. It was just, I was like, eh, just give me a bit more. That's all. I have to disagree with you, Chris. I couldn't see this another battle with with Scarlet Witch. It's been established here that she basically took out the entirety of the Illuminati in about mm-hmm. 10 minutes. Um, I don't think Doctor Strange is shown as being powerful enough especially because he's not able to to use the book of ashanti if it had been they got the book of ashanti versus her powered up with uh, with uh, the the dark hold potentially that might have been a way to do it but i love this resolution we talked about it right back at the start of uh, of the the discussion here about this being a different doctor strange america chavez is concerned that once again he's going to be drawing on our powers so that he can maybe use those powers versus Scarlet Witch or yeah. or just sacrifice her because he knows better. And he doesn't do that. I think the emotional resonance that's in here by not having a massive battle between the two of them, um, by just keeping her at bay between himself and Wong, keeping her trapped while America Chavez learns her abilities and becomes the superhero that she is inside. I thought that was really good. I really, I really love that as a choice instead of having a battle which he could only lose um, yeah. the way it's been established. Yeah, sorry, and like I'm saying, I, I agree with you. I think the, 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 the resolution we got was good. I just wanted a bit more battle prior to the resolution. So a bit more of him getting his ass absolutely handed to him until he falls onto that step and then reminds America that she see, she had the star power, she was the, the true star, etc., etc., etc. So I just a bit like it was just a bit bit more fight, bit more bang wallop, bit more spell spell, and then into the the resolution that we got. Maybe if it was Scarlet Witch in the Multiverse of Madness, we might have gotten uh, him getting his ass handed to him uh, over and over again. But uh, by that stage of the movie, at this point, you probably need a win for Doctor Strange. He's already walking through uh, through the land in the dead body of another <laughs> another Strange. So uh, yeah, I, I can see why they did it this way. Yeah, um, I I love I love this resolution with um, America Chavez and, and Doctor Strange. I just thought it was really good because the 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 one thing we 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 hadn't mentioned was where america chavez um tells dr strange about her her two mums mm-hmm. and that universe where she is effectively um frightened um because her her use of the power has been triggered by fear yeah. um in, in up till that point and so um you see her as a a, a young um child with a wasp or or a, a hornet or a bee where she she activates her power and mm. um her 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 two mums are are taken off to another dimension yeah and it, it's weird like before anyone says that that is silly you should see me and my sister mm-hmm. when there are wasps around yep. um if i had that power i no doubt would activate it and Yes. Multiple people will be sucked Exactly. Who only knows where my parents would have ended up uh, in that situation. (laughs) Mm. There were a couple of times during this movie that if you had that pair, half the cinema would be gone into another dimension with the jumping and the screaming. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That is true. 
But um, I, I love the resolution. I love that this Doctor Strange didn't go the way of the other strangers that mm-hmm. America Chavez. He disrupted her um, perception and how she thought it was going to go. As she's laying there, she goes, I know now I have to die. You know, she actually says that to him yeah. in her mind. He, in saying there's only one way is you have to take my power. That's the only thing she can think of. Yeah. The, and the power of him saying, no, you've always known how to control it. Um, and that actually because of the dark hold, because the only thing that can probably break the dark hold spell and control of, um, on the Scarlet Witch to bring Wanda back is by showing um, her how crazy you are. It can only come from Tommy and Billy. So I, I really liked um, the, the, this ending. The The other thing I quite liked was that I was actually taken slightly off guard by this whole ending because... So in a way, the trailer, yes, it was spoiler in that they showed, you know, this dead strange or z- zombie strange or possessed strange. Possessed strange, yeah. But from the trailer, it you, you saw sort of this look on Wong that was kind of, what have you done now, um, Stephen? And yet in the movie, it's kind of like Wong was cheering on the fact um, that uh, he had done this. You know, it was kind of like the reinforcements arrived. So in the end... It, he didn't really care how it was done because it was reinforcements. And I did like Wong's cheeky sort of magical rope dagger into the 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 underside of the throat of one of uh, her kind of monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like that. That that was kind of quite cool. classic um, as well. Yeah, very so, cool. yeah, I, I really like this. I think the only thing is for me, is I think I just have a problem when large evil towers crumble to dust because that felt very CGI to me yeah. uh, in some respects. It almost felt like Sauron's place um, from uh, the the Return of the King mm. when his fortress in Mordor um, collapses at the end of the, uh, the third Lord of the Rings movie. And mm. I was like... Oh, it just looks really strange. Uh, and again, I kind of hey. got that here, um, you know. So yeah, it all looks strange, John. Yeah, it is. Um, all worlds look strange, strange, and all worlds yeah. look strange. It, it does tend to happen with uh, with IMAX and with 3D uh, that, that things can look slightly different than than you would see them in other uh, in other versions of the movie as well. You know, it's something yeah. that can look too good uh, on screen when they're crumbling so you're suddenly seeing you know particles that you shouldn't really be seeing because it's all been created in computer of course but uh, but yeah this movie has got significant amounts of cgi yes um yeah. but this resolution for scarlet witch and for wanda it's a massive end to her story and again you know there's absolutely possibility that we will have wanda maximoff coming up coming back in the future but this choice of showing her what would happen if her children realized what she was doing effectively? If her children could see her like this, could see her possessed by the Darkhold, is a great end to that story that we've seen play out, I think, um, yeah. from the death of Vision all the way through WandaVision and now to the, to the end of this movie. Um, 
her choice then to destroy the Darkhold across all multiverses is the decision that makes sure that this doesn't happen again for anybody else. So whether we see Wanda Maximoff back again, we can't see the Scarlet Witch because the Scarlet Witch is possessed Wanda Maximoff by the Darkhold. That's that's the definition of what that Scarlet Witch is, effectively. So I like that, that that's taken that off the table. That's the story of the Scarlet Witch has now been told in this sense, yeah? Yeah, so, so essentially the, the prophecy of the Scarlet Witch was one to be... Uh, either con- to uh, control the world or destroy the world based on what was written in the Darkhold. So I, I do like that. I-, I I'm very much attached to this character now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and like, it's an ending. It is very much an ending. Now, obviously it's an ending with a question mark. Like, is this, she had destroyed the, she destroyed the Darkhold across all universe and mul- everything. Is she still alive? under all that rubble in a cocoon or they, they they left it ambiguous enough but I wanted like a crinkled hand or like that twitched or something to to basically tell me the Scarlet Witch or sorry Wanda will return exactly that's why I like this as an ending because it has your cake and eat it you know the death of Scarlet Witch has happened here. The evil's gone and can't return because the Darkhold's gone. But yeah. it's entirely possible that, that Wanda Maximoff is still alive underneath that. She's still massively powerful as a witch herself. Entirely possible that she's able to protect herself underneath. So you have the death of the villain and possible that hero could return again uh, in the future. So I like yeah. that. Maybe Doctor Strange will get her back on a lunchbox in the future. Yeah, maybe. It's just also like she now has even more redemptive, another redemptive arc. Just like, you feel bad for this character. Like, she was the redemptive arc when we first meet her in Ultron. She had to, she was being used by Ultron, so she was bad and had to become good. In WandaVision, like, based on her grief, she did some bad things and had to be good. And now, here, she has become so corrupted that she basically nearly destroyed the universe multiple times, or different universes, and now we'll have to make up for that. And essentially go, oops, I nearly killed you, America. Sorry. Maybe, but I like the separation here, that it's the dark hole that caused it. It's the dark hole that made her do this in here. So I like that they have that separation. So she may not have to go on an uphill battle fighting back in the future. She's been released from that from that possession she's been released from that taint effectively so and now she has potentially Stephen Strange on her side because he knows what she went through so um, so hopefully they'll take that path yes we don't need another redemptive arc for the character Wanda Maximoff in the future if she does come back I'm sure it'll be in another uh, different variation so yeah yeah. Well, I think before we get into our incursion five on the post credits, just to wrap up mm-hmm. um, this with um, America Chavez is the uh, being trained at Camotage mm. in, in the ways yeah. of of sorcery and magic, along with uh, a rake of new recruits, I guess, uh, into Camotage, yeah. and it's yeah. being rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Um, but also with all this traveling between the multiverse by strange with his use of the the dark cold and and the dream walking mm-hmm. and so even though the dark cold has been destroyed across the multiverses 
and we still get the third eye popping up um, as he's off to get, I guess, a tuna melt for Wong. Mm-hmm. Um, and as his third eye pops on his forehead as he tries to cross the road uh, outside of the Sanctum Santorum. So mm-hmm. there have been consequences exactly. within mm-hmm. uh, the MCU and with Earth 616, as we're calling it here. Um, to our Doctor Strange, yeah, he's he's used the uh, he's used the dark hold, so there is an impact on him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. The eye of Agamotto is there. The other eye of Agamotto, the sorcerer, I should say, from the comic books. His third eye It allows him to see um, the unknown, to, to reveal the unknown, um, similar to the power that we see him when he kind of reveals Gigantos, um, like in his in the necklace eye of agamotto that used to have the time gen similar thing but this now shows him the dark universe the dark powers uh, of the dark hold uh, it reveals additional truths to him uh, i think that's what the comic book aspect was um so interesting that they're even showing this also gonna look and freak out a lot of people when it's like hold on let me just open my third eye <laughs> Chink. Uh, yeah I, I, that's a bit more sort of eyeliner and, yeah. and mascara <laughs> <laughs> yeah you probably would have expected that on the street when he fell in the center of the street effectively with uh with this eye coming out as well uh, yeah an interesting kind of end to america chavez a story that she's now um going to be working with the sorcerers and learning and learning that type of magic we there is a story now that she can follow. There's a path because we've had her introduction here. She has yeah. got a path to follow to find her parents. Um, Doctor Strange telling her, you know, they were put into another universe, but if they survive like you did, well, then they're out there. So, um, so you have an opportunity to, to find them. So, uh, looks like we may we may see that story in the future of, of America searching through the multiverse trying to find her parents. So, very cool. I, I think actually that's going to, if anything, could be a Disney Plus show. It could be. I was wondering though, because if you're going to go through multiverses, that would seems like a movie budget. <laughs> so, one uh, oh. of those things. But you never know. You could do yeah, it. You could do exactly. it in different ways. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. yeah, six episodes where she finds her parents at the end, and it's a different a different multiverse every episode. Maybe that's the way to go. Yeah. Look um, what Doctor Who did in the fifties and sixties on a, on a shoestring budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where they literally had shoestrings holding up yeah, things. Exactly. Yeah. This is the planet filled with people made of toilet roll holders. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, can I just one quick call out? I do like that we do get the bow. The, yes. the that it is a nice touch, which is throughout the like at the beginning we do have Wong saying it is customary for people to bow to the Sorcerer Supreme, and what we do like, and there is the the the, the average Stephen Strange cockiness. Like I was the Sorcerer Supreme, you only have this because I disappeared for five years. <laughs> yeah, I'm a and, and I and I love the arrogant response from him to that uh, to that statement from Wong, where he goes, "I'm aware of the custom," and walks away. <laughs> so yeah. uh, yes, a great a great moment of respect uh, yes, at the end yeah, of the movie. When, when Stephen and I think acceptance as well. I think the whole yeah. thing is that he accept he he's willing to go out and beyond and find his happiness and is he ready to love and be loved and be happy and he he learns much about himself in this film and then because of that you get a very comedic bit where he bows but it's actually it's a bit more because he then explains and i'm like that's nice it's a nice touch it shows the character growth that by the end of these two films or by the end of well the first three and a half phases 
worth of films and Doctor Strange appearances, he has shown significant growth each time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I even like the the idea um, with America Chavez being uh, taught in, in Camotage as well, because mm-hmm. at the moment, one of my f- favorite comic runs is Strange Academy. Yes. And again, it's to his mentoring kind of part of him. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel, you know, I've got America Chavez um potentially sure let's get Ned over from the Sony verse, I guess. Why not? Um and yeah. you know, you could have a really interesting T V show again on on something like that. You know, it's Strange with um mm-hmm. the the X Men and uh Charles Xavier's school, you know, it's similar wheelhouse. Um yeah. so I, I kind of just like that sort of juicy possibility yeah. uh, with with this, um, but not suggesting anything. I'm uh, just doing a wish list. Yeah, that, would be, that would be quite nice. Um, I presume what she's learning there is the discipline to use yes. the sling ring, right? Yeah. She's not actually learning to use the sling ring because she, I know she punches holes in the multiverse to move multiversally, but she does also move from Wandagore back to Camertage in that same universe. So her power allows her to travel within the universe, exactly the same as the sling ring. So I thought that was a little odd when I was watching it uh, on screen, but I presume that's just part of the training. If you're going to become a sorcerer, you have to learn how to use a sling ring because she already has that power. Why would she need to use use it? And she even says herself, this is so much more difficult than uh, than punching a hole and making the jump. Yeah. I think it's discipline, but also like, hey, what if your powers disappear? You still can use the sling ring. That type of thing. Yeah, and it, harking back to Doctor Strange, the first movie, when Doctor Strange says, how do I get from here to where you are, to the ancient one, it's discipline and practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Study and practice. Exactly. So uh, it's a nice little, you know, kind of that thread running through it as well. Absolutely. But with that, incursion number five, mm. the post-credits. Yeah, let's have a talk about these ones. Um Let's just quickly talk about the second post-credit first because the other one is the one that we really want to talk about. Um, second post-credit, Bruce Campbell uh, did make a, a an appearance earlier on in the movie. Those who don't know Bruce Campbell, he did star in all of the Evil Dead movies, made a cameo in every one of the Spider-Man movies um, and pretty much everything that Sam Raimi has able has been able to have him cameo in, he's cameoed in. Uh, this time he was a pizza vendor uh, on the street or a food vendor on the street that was almost taken advantage of by... Uh, by um, America Chavez, who thought uh, food's free in every uh, galaxy she goes to, every multiverse that she goes to. Uh, Not true. Um, He gets paid. But he gets cursed by uh, Stephen Strange uh, to hit himself in the face repeatedly um, using the best uh, version of Bruce Campbell. This is uh, this is the uh, the person that is so good at doing physical comedy. So I love that they got that throughout it. Uh, He gets the second post credit scene because he gets to say it's over uh, <laughs> in very so Ferris Bueller type of way. But really what he means is he's been punching himself in the face for three weeks and uh, it's finally yeah. over. Yes. Um, love it. That, that, it went yeah. down really well with our audience. I know did. some people don't like the comedy scenes. No, John, you've been critical of, of the comedy scenes uh, as post credits in the past, but this one went down really well with the audience who sat through the credits uh, waiting for, yeah. waiting for it. It was kind because of because it was go good. And, and yeah. it was Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then let's move on to the actual, uh, main uh event of the post credits 
the introduction of a character I never thought would make it to the the MCU because of the history and of who she is. We do have, get a a Charlize Theron donning a superheroic uniform of purple, which can mean probably only one character she is playing. Mr. Harrison, do you want to tell the world who this character is? It is the very powerful sorceress, uh, Clea, mm-hmm. or Clay, Clea, um, however you want to pronounce it. Even after all this time, I'm not entirely sure. We covered quite a lot of Doctor Strange comic book runs as well. And it was yes. very difficult. It to, is very to difficult to rest Claire. <laughs> yeah. on Clee or Claire. But um, we know in the MCU, we are eventually going to get her name pronounced. So yes. we'll at least have the MCU pronunciation. Exactly. Yes. And we'll have to just sort of unwind what, at this stage, over 40 years of bad pronunciation, <laughs> indeed. But we get, um, yeah, as, as Chris says, Charlie's Theron uh, as. Claire, again, uh, asking Stephen Strange, or indeed demanding that Stephen Strange come to stop an incursion that is happening in her home, which is the Dark Dimension. Mm. She is a very, very powerful sorceress. Um, She's a Faltine, and she is the niece of... Doctor Strange's uh, arch nemesis, Dormammu. Hmm. Um, she's the daughter of Uma, um, who is another Faltine from the, the Dark Dimension. Hmm. Um, and her husband, that I can't remember, uh, was the um, legitimate ruler. So she does have some beef with Dormammu. It's kind of very much that, you know, the, the Reggie side type of element within the Dark Dimension. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here... Um, she is shown for the first time. This was really good because, you know, she's various iterations, whatever it may come to pass. She is a, a, a dis, like a, a follower of Stephen Strange, his lover, um, and his wife. Yeah. Uh, and indeed in the, the current run is, um, also effectively his replacement as Sorcerer Supreme in, in this correct. world. Um, so mm. who knows what different avenue they may go down. Mm-hmm. But importantly, it's what Stephen has been doing in his race through different uh, universes mm. in the multiverse has caused um, an incursion in the Dark Dimension. Mm. So um, we, we see the... The, the famous look of that from Scott Derrickson's um, film and from the comic uh, artwork as well. Yeah. From Steve Ditko. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a nice little touch as well, just uh, with the, the kind of the slice um, across, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. across time and space. So, um, yeah, this has, again, significant um, connections, yeah. I guess, yeah. To, to, to phase four, really. In, well, at least to the future of Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. certainly yeah. to the future of Doctor Strange. But the the focus on um, this incursion mm. for a post-credit, you know, suggests that this is going to be some element um, in possibly this phase four. You know, mm. I, I've heard a lot of the phase four about, you know, what direction is it going to go yeah. in. Maybe this is uh, but one... Uh, little nugget of yeah. what it may become, and um, mm. given 
how Thanos was introduced back in the day. Yeah, maybe yeah. or or maybe Phase Four is is the new start of the MCU. So we have yes. a long time to get to a point where we're up against a, a big battle like uh, like Secret Wars. Do you think all that time that Doctor Strange spent uh, stopping and starting time? bargaining with uh, with Dormammu might have caused the incursion in, in the Dark Dimension, potentially. She does say he caused Many. it. Yeah. So. <laughs> and that's the only time we know of that he was in the Dark Dimension, so maybe that was it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Uh, like, we do know that also Darkhold usage um, is kind of one of the things that kind of helps move the incursion along. Um, and a part of that as well is that the Darkhold energy also in the comic books feeds from the dark dimension. So there, there's, there's kind of connections. Um, for me, initially, my first gut reaction on this was, Oh my God, it's the Harry Styles, uh, essentially the Eternals post credit again, where in the Eternals, Harry Styles comes in as Eros, Star Fox as another Eternal. And just is like, this is not going to pay out for quite a while. And initially I'm like, oh, they just got another big, big name into the, the, into this and we probably won't see this again. And then I'm like, actually, probably not. This Charlize Theron has threatened to come into the MCU for the right role for a long time when the right role presented. Clea, 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 the, the Doctor Strange potential love interest and or wife is a big enough one and she is a big enough character that okay this could be like a, a a character that will come back in multiple points and kind of things like that so i was like initially i was like oh it's a harry styles kind of cameo drop and i'm like actually no i think this is this was thought about they just didn't where she will return when they will return is a question mark i have uh, for this, I know. She, I know you said you were surprised about the fact the character was in here, Chris. I was so much more surprised that Charlie Theron was here in the MCU, arriving as this character. You know, I, I always expected Clay to be there at some point. She is a massive character in Doctor Strange's history. If you're going to pull anybody from the Doctor Strange world that you haven't done already, it has to be her. She has so many impacts on him and so many impacts on all of the sorcery universe. Yeah. So bring her in. Absolutely. I was just shocked that they got someone as big as Charlize Theron, uh, multiple Oscar winner, uh, which is very cool to have, him, have her yeah. on board. So really looking forward to see her in the future. That's why this is a, an excellent post credit scene, uh, getting her in there. Really cool. Definitely. So guys, any, uh, incursion notes at all? Yeah, very quickly. Um, so this is setting up, uh, essentially, the Ultimates, a, a comic book team from uh, the, the, the the comics, where you had America Chavez, Blue Marvel, Captain Amer Captain Marvel, and a number of other kind of strong hitters, essentially jumping around the universes, kind of saving multiversal, being the multiversal Avengers to a degree. You also did have the multiversal Avengers being led by Hyperion and Thor and a number of others, where they were, during this incursion run, jumping and trying to stop and save universes and people from different universes in uh, this. So it's setting up some these cool potentials that we could see. Um, another one is the Champions, which is a more teen-orientated group, similar to the Young Avengers, which had Miles Morales, 
Miss Marvel, America Chavez was on there for a while. Amadeus Cho, who the Hulk was also a Hulk. You had Nova, which has been confirmed as a Disney Plus show coming in the future. The Nova Corps that we saw in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Alex Ryder will be kind of coming back to that. So they're, they're setting up on oh, oh, Riri Williams, who Ironheart, who is getting her own Disney Plus show in the future. So they're, when you start to see how they're introducing characters, who they're introducing, you get these nice potential nods to the future where you're going to get like we have so many different teams and storylines so really really happy with that billy and tommy are alive out there um yeah. you know that's uh that's really important yeah, because absolutely. billy and tommy are members of the young avengers we did see them in one division they were gone at the end of one division but in this uh, in this movie at least bringing them back in unpowered uh this time but at least bringing them back in shows that they're uh, hopefully we're going to see them in the future. So. Well, yeah, that was the other really nice thing to have the two kids that play Billy and Tommy uh-huh. from One Division in this. Um, I thought that was that was a nice touch uh, as well. Yeah, absolutely. And they had their ice cream song. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, speaking of food, um, I did like that they called in America Chavez and her pizza. So in the comic books, she anytime she travels or uses her powers, and she has to have pizza. So you'll end up her using. You'll see panels where she uses her pan- powers heavily, and literally the next panel on the comic book is her eating some pizza. Yep. Um, or any universe. So I like that that they kept that nod. Um, and then finally was no Ned. Like we did see Ned in. No Way Home being potentially a sorcerer uh, in training, being able to use the sling ring. I was hoping a nice cameo of him in um, Comitage, but I suppose with the end of No Way Home being what it was, maybe the Comitage team didn't go up and pick him up to give him some training based on how that film ended. Yes, absolutely. I hope you've all seen that movie. If you haven't, I hope you understand what we mean. Uh, yes, I had to be very cryptic <laughs> there, but yes. I think if you've seen it, you understand what yeah. I'm saying. If you haven't seen it, I haven't ruined anything for you. You're fine. Yeah. yeah. Very true. Very true. Good stuff. Let's close out uh, the discussion on the episode then with a quick uh, wrap up of uh, whether you defend Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. John, kick us off. Do you defend Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Uh, yes, I do defend uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I would give this four and a half Multiversal Chavez stars out of five. Very good. Um, I really enjoyed this and I've only watched it once. Uh, mm-hmm. And I guess I agree. I'm biased. Um, you know, I, this is my character that I, uh, absolutely, uh, love to bits. And I thought that, you know, this movie provided another Doctor Strange, uh, movie. Um, at its heart, um, is, is Strange coming to terms with the realities that he's going through. Uh, his affection and love for Christine meeting this uh, new girl this um, with powers that she doesn't understand that is apprehensive of him. And I think these different touch points really f- flow through uh, this movie really nicely. And mm-hmm. um, the there is action aplenty. I love um Wanda Maximoff in this. I think everyone is act 
absolutely acting their their socks off um in in terms of the action uh the the pathos and and tragedy mm. of uh Wanda Maximoff and the the unreasonableness uh of 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 the Scarlet Witch I really um Absolutely loved Sam Raimi's touches through mm-hmm. here. As I said, in particular, Wanda and the Lamps um, in Earth 838. Um, who else could have just killed off the Illuminati after just being introduced mm-hmm. to all these um, iconic characters or different characters in those iconic positions? And um, it was uh, really really good yeah. and um i i thought it was topped off quite nicely with a cherry on top uh with that mid credit scene for me as well um i i i found this um just really sort of um lip-smackingly sort of delicious uh, mm-hmm. to bring in clay here and uh, I've got one thing, you know, the reason why I wouldn't give it five. This is very, very um, sort of fast-paced. I don't necessarily have a yep. problem with that, but it is uh, sort of grip on to the arms of mm-hmm. your, the, the seat in the cinema and just be prepared to sort of have it sort of running at a pace. And... Mm-hmm. Um, but it covers a lot of ground and it does it well. And it does still have some of these moments, um, such as between uh, America and Stephen and Stephen and Christine in there, which um, don't last very long, but that they just add those touch points through uh, where you really get to see um, Stephen Strange beginning to understand the multiverse here uh, and i love what it sets up here as well with the possibilities of incursion mm-hmm. so yeah for me i absolutely defend um doctor strange in the multiverse of madness with four and a half multiversal chavez stars out of five and she is absolutely great as a as an introduction to this character um it was done really really well chris do you defend dr strange in the multiverse of madness i do um i do i i i don't know where i would end up putting it on a, on a kind of overall scale yet i need a few more viewings um, I think it, it was hugely hyped for me. There was a number of leaks. We knew there was going to be the Illuminati, who it was going to be. There was rumors left, right. Oh my God, Tom Cruise is going to be in this. It was like, it was becoming like end game Infinity War level hype. And it really was. It was becoming that crazy ridiculous. So what we, for what we got, it was fantastic. Like, they managed to bring together a very coherent story. Uh, but one of my criticisms is that it, it is that grab you and pull you and it's just grip neck speed running through this. So there are some elements lost uh, where I feel that they could have got a bit more here, a bit more there, slowed down in certain places. Because, yeah, we got very short cameo of um basically Reed Richards of and of 
Charles Xavier and their use of powers. And I know it's not their proper MCU introduction, but for me, seeing the Fantastic Four on screen is huge because I am, I have always been. They are a New York based, uh, superhero team like many others, but Cap, Spider-Man's been on the team, like, and for the future foundation, and I've loved them ever since. Um, um, so there's a lot here that I absolutely love. There's also a lot I'm like, Interesting choice. Definitely, like, potentially is going to have huge impacts. Uh, but also some of it is, okay, well, that's kind of null and voided this or this character's, I, I thought, could have gone more places. So I think, for me, it is a lot of fun. It is a very Sam Raimi film. Like, for whether you like that, or like, that can be good for some and good for others. It also does show the potential for horror. They're like... If they lean into this, they can show that Blade can have some jump scares in the future. Werewolf by Night can have some serious jump scares in the future. Like, it does show that you can have film noir. You could have, like, horror films. You could have a superhero film within the superhero universe. There's different genres available. As we have seen, there's comedy available for whether you like it or not. So... This, I, I enjoyed. I want to view it more, and that will kind of tell me where I end up totally on it. But yes, I do defend this film. Derek, wrap us up. What did you think? Do you defend Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Yeah, I absolutely defend this. This is right up there with Shang-Chi for me. It's, it's one of the best uh, MCU movies of Phase 4. Really, really good. I think that's one of the things. Where are they going in Phase 4? They're creating these great new introduction movies. They're creating these great introductions for new characters for the MCU. I'm not pinning my hopes on where it's going in the future because I was so caught in this movie. I loved what Sam Raimi did. Love what the actors did. Again, huge shout out to Zoshi Gomez. I didn't know anything that she'd been in before. She was in Babysitter's Club, I think, uh, a TV show in the past, yeah. but she plays a great role here as America Chavez. Yeah. We've, we gushed all about Elizabeth Olsen throughout WandaVision. That's back and present here. Benedict Cumberbatch has that great sardonic Doctor Strange back again for this movie, which was kind of lost a little bit uh, last time he appeared in, in Spider-Man. Um, so I'm really glad to see Doctor Strange 2. Please don't let it be another five years before we get Doctor Strange 3. I, I couldn't wait that yeah. long again. I want to see another Doctor Strange movie and soon, please. Uh, that's that's my defense uh, for this. Really enjoyed uh, the movie. I'm looking forward to seeing it again when it comes out. And maybe I'll get to, the cinema to watch it again. Yeah. Excellent definitely. stuff. Yes. Well, fellow defenders, let us move on to our feedback. Your thoughts of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Just before we do, we want to say a big thank you um, for everyone supporting TV Podcast Industries over on Patreon. Uh, this episode of TV Podcast Industries is brought to you by our supporters, uh, including Parthenia Locklear. So thanks very much, Parthenia. Thanks so much, Parthenia. Great to have you as a supporter of us for so many years now. It's great. Absolutely. Yeah, really good. Yes, thank you so much, Parthenia. Really, we really do appreciate all the support everyone can give us. And of course, if you can't support us on patreon.com slash TV podcast industries for a monthly amount, you can support us on a one-off donation by heading on over to buymeacoffee.com slash TV PI, and that keeps our illustrious editor and producer in caffeine as he toils away into the wee hours of spell weaving, editing this discussion into coherent uh, ramblings. 
But beyond that, Anas does help keep the lights on, the engines running, and the, the servers going in the background. You can also support us if you would like by sharing the podcast. Because, John, what is sharing the podcast? Sharing the podcast is, of course, sharing the love. Absolutely. Yes. And thanks so much to all of our fellow defenders and listeners for your support over the last 666 yes. episodes. Another great way to support us is sending us in feedback. Just like Kafia Vodka, who has emailed us with his thoughts on Doctor Strange the Multiverse Madness. He says, greetings, fellow spell-weaving cinephiles. Doctor Stephen Strange was, in his debut, a vanglorious person who, by the end of the film, became one whose character and sorceress tactics were based upon upon the simple fact that it's not about you, Stephen. In Avengers Infinity War, he was an even more mature character and better tactician, exploring exploring 14 million possibilities, managing the fight against Thanos, much to Tony's chagrin. In No Way Home, he was an impulsive, deflecting, good judgment lacking, easily defeatable plot device delivery system, one which separated corporate properties and set up firmer footing for Sony in the future. In the Multiverse of Madness, it's a welcome return for our mostly serious and intelligent sorceress superhero, discounting Stephen's assumption of once a good guy, always a good guy. Wanda's House of M madness was excellently portrayed. Of the cameos, Bruce Campbell was the one that made me go all squee. Being a Sam Raimi thing, I should have expected it, but still very awesome. What was your squee moment? Or cameo. 616, Wondergore, Illuminati, Blackbolt, Captain Carter, Reed Richards, Charles Xavier, that theme music, What If Strange? Wow, oh wow, America Chavez, who could have in the wrong hands been nothing more than a human MacGuffin, was anything but. Wanda's acceptance of her lot and redemption felt earned. Finally, it's play to the rescue in the credits. As happy as it made me, it feels fairly ironic that happiness was the theme or premise of this horror comic film. Five stars out of five. Peace and take care. Coffee and vodka. Excellent stuff, coffee and vodka. Yeah, thank you so um, much. Yeah, you've, you've increased... Um, the out of five by 0. 0.5 uh, from mine. So mm. uh, good stuff. Well, he's going stars for think, America Chavez, yeah, that, which, which that I is like. True. Yeah. My squee moment absolutely was clear coming in, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Uh, I certainly uh, was not expecting that. I think Reeves Richards, as well as Black Bolt, was there. There was quite a lot of squee moments in that Illuminati, and oh, then yeah. squeal moments when they all die uh, brutally at the hands of Wanda, apart from, of course, um, the the evil Sorcerer Supreme that was Baron Mordo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I have to say, you know, just like No Way Home, the cinema experience of getting people's reaction to what's going on on screen yeah. really does add to that that moment, yes. you know, that every single person's reaction to John Krasinski of, oh, wow, I knew it. I definitely knew that was going to be him, followed by everybody's reaction of, oh, my God, they just killed him. <laughs> that yeah. was fantastic. To there see was screen. a big reaction in mm-hmm. in our uh, cinema to uh, Reeves Richards yeah. and John Krasinski. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, and that was my screen moment. The introduction of the Illuminati and the, the, the departure of the Illuminati. It really was. Uh, thank you so much, Coffee and Vodka. We also got an email from Jerry in Niceville who had this to say. Hey, guys, to start, this movie was fine. I think I was a victim of my own expectations. Listening to the leaks and how great Spider-Man No Way Home was. This movie felt like a bunch of parts put together. Not a solid story. Sam Raimi is at his visual best. Horror with superheroes. Marvel 838 Universe was a big disappointment. Wanda took them out too easily. 
Why was there no vision of any kind in this movie? I hated that Wanda was turned into the cliche of the hysterical mother who will do anything for her fake kids. Kill a child to save her children. So disappointed. The end credit was just for the comic fans. Clea means Dormammu. Jerry in Niceville. Thanks so much, Jerry, for your uh, email. Yeah, I think we've already kind of discussed how we we think the, the, the Wanda point is actually beyond that cliche of a hysterical mother. I think we kind of, we can, you can see it more once you kind of dive into some of her, uh, on background, the, 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 the actual, the dark hold and the, the other aspects there. Um, like you, I think I was that victim of my own expectations as well. Those leaks were huge. It literally had, everyone in it you had like all of the x-men to a degree you had tom cruise's iron man it was going to be huge and massive but i think maybe a second like me i think a second viewing will help you maybe a third like as we go through these in our runs of phase four our rewatch i think that will help as well but yeah but the good thing to remember is there's other films coming. If this wasn't for you, that's okay. You've got Mar- Miss Marvel coming and then you've also got uh Thor Love and Thunder coming in a couple of months as well. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing, definitely learn from this one. Don't listen to leaks. Um yeah. every single Twitter account out there that's connected with Marvel, every single YouTube account that's out there connected to Marvel wanted to break a leak and we're adding to this ridiculous hype that if you were looking for a multiverse MCU movie out of what you were going to see in the cinema, you'd be disappointed. If you're looking for Doctor Strange 2, I think, as long as yeah. you enjoy Doctor Strange 1, you're probably going to get the movie you expected to get. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, yeah. interestingly, I didn't manage to get um, sort of mm-hmm. spoilt or anything in this. I managed to somehow keep well away from it. So mm-hmm. I, I loved uh, most of this. I think one of the interesting things um, I think that Jerry uh, raises, and we've talked about it um, around Wanda and the possible cliche of the hysterical mother. I think that's the only thing, actually, because the Dark Hold was in um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, And maybe certainly a lot of um, newer people to the MCU, not necessarily Jerry, um, but possibly haven't watched that yet or you know it's maybe just that context of the dark cold mm. in this movie and what it can do yeah. i think it's just it's just contrasted with the book of vashanti as you know one being good one yeah. being evil but just actually the 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 law and the history in the comics um as well as uh, what you saw in um agents of shield mm-hmm. and, and WandaVision and mm-hmm. um, possibly just isn't enough actually yeah. um it, it just to uh to explain um Wanda um yeah. and it probably needed a little bit more possibly yeah I think um, I, I think they, they had kind of nailed it home by the end of the movie because you're seeing what's happening that's to Stephen um but you may not be connecting what's happening to Stephen to what's happening to Wanda if you're thinking it's because she just wants her kids back it's not. It's because of the power yeah. of yeah. the uh, of the dark. Cult. Exactly. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Um, over on our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TV podcast industries, Ben Rush says Sam Raimi has brought his past comic book movie and horror films experience to the movie and made a film which simply ticks every single fanboyish box for me. No other Marvel film has made me this happy mm-hmm. before. Um, 
Kelly Resenders says, I watched it last night. I'll say the movie was bananas. Definitely a Raimi film. Really enjoyed it, but after processing it for a day, I would say that the movie could have done more. It definitely left me wanting more multiverse. Also, this is not your conventional Marvel movie. Uh, thanks so much, Ben and Kelly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Sam Raimi has just an, an ability. I, 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 you know, the, there's a lot of things in here that I was just like, this is, this is Sam Raimi, yeah. but and I'm loving it. And yeah. I wonder if it was maybe short, um, because of his Spider-Man 3 experience. Because <laughs> wasn't that quite long for, if I remember from the, the other two where it introduces Venom, uh, and so on. It was, so, it was overstuffed, certainly. Yeah. Um, but, but he does tend to try and keep his runtimes for movies a bit shorter than most people do. Uh, rumors that there's at least half an hour of, of, uh, stuff that'll be going on the, uh, on the Blu-ray when it comes Excellent out. Excellent stuff. Um, of extra scenes and, and extra cut stuff. But he does try and keep his stories quite streamlined. But I still think he got, got across a lot of information in yes. the movie. And I, yeah. I, I, I'd love to know if anybody was really confused by the story overall, given how much is actually going on, um, I feel like he did do a pretty good job in the runtime. Yeah. Uh, um, and Kelly, yes, it, it was bananas and it has definitely left me wanting more multiverse. Uh-huh. More Doctor Strange, please. And more Doctor Strange. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Ben. Agreed. Thank you, guys. David Wang over on Facebook had this to say, I love the reappearance of the magic urn. Yes. That fire shooting magic urn is definitely a good one. Yes. Christine Palmer bringing it to her, um, her rescue as she fights off the, the souls, uh, um, that are trying to consume Dr. Strange. Very good. This is the one that, uh, that Tony Stark was leaning on back in, uh, yes. in, in Game Rush when, yeah. they, when they yeah. first met and he got his, uh, his hand slapped by, uh, by the clerical <laughs> levitation. Yes. Very good, good spot, David. Nice one, David. Uh, Tony Thomas says, I would say that I really enjoyed this movie. It was a really fun movie experience, mixing in all sorts of different genres. I laughed. I was scared. There were moments of genuine heartache. The cheers from the audience during some scenes got my daughter super excited I look forward to Marvel busting open the windows they cracked open in this movie very cool Tony I like yeah, it I like that it. sounds really cool Matthew DeBarger says I can't believe how great this movie was we knew Raimi would bring the joyful aspect of comics anything can happen with his grasp of terror silly and pathos I'm shocked he was able to blend that into the MCU mold and make something great this has the visual power of the first Doctor Strange, the comic booky mayhem of Ant-Man and Wasp, and brought a level of terror and dread that we've not seen in the MCU in the past. I think the best comparison is Thor Ragnarok and how Watiti brought his low-key yet absurd comedy to a great MCU film. Raimi did that with horror. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I could see yeah someone someone bringing um, their own style into the movie. You know, we saw it with Chloe Zhao and uh, and the Eternals, uh, and now seeing it with um, with Raimi and. And Doctor Strange. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Great stuff. Thanks, Tony. And thanks, Matthew. Um, It's great that you enjoyed uh, the movie. Uh, Trevor Green on Facebook says, I'm not sure if I am desensitized to amazing visuals. I wasn't in the right headspace to watch this. Or I just don't care much for Stephen Strange. But this is the first time I've come out of a Marvel film quite underwhelmed. I appreciate all the Raimi touches, but nothing really grabbed me by the heart. I think America Chavez should have been the heart of this film, but we are thrust into a story before we are able to invest in a character. Even the Illuminati reveal left me lukewarm. 
My biggest reaction was feeling glad that Anson Mount got another crack at playing Black Bolt and that they were dispatched far too easily. Once they warned Wonder about Black Bolt's ability, you know exactly what Raimi is going to do next. It kind of just felt like box ticking up to a sad MCU departure for Wanda. Definitely a one and done for me. Well, thanks, Trevor, for, for the feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have to say, I am really uh, enjoyed seeing uh, Anson Mount back playing Black Bolt uh, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I'm a little bit more upbeat. I guess that's <laughs> the nature of being a fanboy mm-hmm. uh, of, of Stephen Strange, yeah. uh, for sure. Yeah. But um, And I can see why this film is divisive. You know, yeah, I, I, can I, get, can. I can get it. I certainly, it's not just that some people had the the expectation that this was going to be as big a movie as as Infinity War or Endgame. You know, there are there are other people that just didn't like the first Doctor Strange movie, for example, yeah, going exactly. to see this. And if you have yeah. those two coupled together, you're probably not going to have the greatest time in the cinema <laughs> either. Uh, but exactly. such a shame, Trevor. I'm sorry. Sorry to hear that because uh, I've, I, this is definitely one I'll be watching again. Yes. Yes, we completely agree. Uh, on our final piece of feedback, we have some from Adrian Johnson who had this to say, the credits are rolling now. Awesome movie. Trust Marvel to get me to watch a horror movie in the dark at night. I can sleep in the cinema, right? (laughs) I do believe most cinemas have a policy against that. But if you did and managed to get there overnight, did you you watch it again? Did you just have it running in the background the whole night? Please tell me, what was your night like? Adrian has never slept again. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Great stuff, Adrian. Thanks so much, fellow defenders. Thanks so much for listening along with us, and thanks so much for all of your feedback. We've just finished our coverage of Moon Knight on uh, on Disney Plus. Uh, All six episodes are up now on our main feed on TVPodcastIndustries.com. We will be back in the MCU next month with Miss Marvel, and as Chris mentioned, we will be back in the Marvel Cinematic Movies side of things um, with Thor: Love and Thunder, which is coming out on July. So lots and lots more Marvel stuff coming up. Yes, indeed. Yes, but if that's not your thing, don't worry. We just also finished our Star Trek Picard Season 2 coverage and we'll have loads more shows coming up as well, including The Boys Season 3 and the other third, Umbrella Academy Season 3, all coming in June and July to your airwaves. Excellent stuff. It is going to be jammers once again. But fellow defenders, uh, it is as always a pleasure chit-chatting to you about all things MCU, Mm -hmm. certainly all things Doctor Strange for me as well. Mm. Uh, Remember, keep watching, keep listening, keep defending, and stay strange. Bye. Bye. Bye.